What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Hey, they busy out here. Shout out to the coach gang. And that's you. Shout out to the broke chicks. And that's you. Shout out to the 10 toes up gang. And that's you. Shout out to the. And that's you. Shout out to the nasty boys. And that's you. We back in here. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the coach gang for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne, this ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Jadamas. Welcome to the Desert Storm Bunker. In your presence is see God Allah. In the 10-time, eight-time, eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. A brother don't get paid. He lost his job on YouTube. I know people be like, what? This is crazy. YouTube doesn't pay me. They pay me in peanuts. It's crazy. All right, but anyway, man, the eight-time demonetized champion at some particular point, the reigning, defending, all right, acknowledge me. The monetized champion of the world. Anyway, we got a great show for you set up today. We got the economic collapse of epic proportion. All right. One of the five standards that I would say society will ultimately have to experience in order to have a correction event. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to play a video of me. It is an audio only, though, of me predicting this in November of 2019, talking about some of the things our country is going to experience. This is the blue chip mindset series i got money and of course we're gonna have all kind of debauchery in between but we're also going to touch on this um uh we're going to touch on some of the things that you might have to do to encourage yourself to get proactive instead of reactive all right this is going to be a lesson you're also going to talk about are these 304s loyal these 304s are claiming to be loyal out here and we appreciate the honesty some of the most honest women are the most direct women the women that you pay up front and not on the back end because there's a lot of broke chick economics going on out here. Mm. All right. Also, also, yeah, I'm pulling receipts, man. I'm, I'm going to be on a mission to pull receipts at some particular point because I'm tired to be like I said. All right. But we're going to do that. But do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. That helps the algorithm. That helps notify people. As you know, I am shadow banned, demonetized and all of that stuff. All right. And people need to know and be aware that I'm on live. All right, and so you do that by hitting that like button. It's greatly appreciated, or we'll have to get belly deli in here. We'll have to get belly deli. With that being said, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign C, no wait, dollar sign the notorious CGA. If you don't, if you donate, listen, I'm I, I'm not only uh, demonetized on multiple platforms. I've lost multiple accounts. Um, now Cash App ain't trying to give me no money. They ain't even trying to pay a brother. They ain't even trying to pay me. All right, so this is how. This is how strong this message is. This is the strongest messages. All right. And as you heard, we're going to give you the update on the cash app guy. All right. And we're going to connect it to these recent events, but not even some of these platforms. They're not even paying a brother. They only want to give a brother no money. So if you donated to the old one, all you're doing is piling it up on money that they're going to steal from me. All right. I'm getting no money from these people. All right. So that account is locked out, locked out, completely locked out of it. All right, but dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, dollar sign, 
Uh, it is actually Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. I hope you guys are using your third eye. I hope you guys are following me. I hope you guys are smelling what the coach is cooking because everything that I've been saying is coming to fruition. I've actually told y'all, I was like, something's up with Cash App. I also said, something's up going to be up with these payment systems. They're not going to be able to survive and thrive due to what's coming up next. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know, right? And so, as we see, shit's hitting the fan. Mm. All right, the chickens are coming home to roost. So what must you do? We're going to talk about that. Who's got? Who's going to be affected first? You already know who's going to be affected first. <laughs> you already know, man. You already know who's going to be kept affected first, man. All right, so anyway, look, let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, Albert Wesker says, increasing increases in seeking account is a telltale sign. If you're not over at the junior college, just as an experiment, dude, the freshman orientation is, get, I mean, I'm piled up. Guys, I'm piled up. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. There's too many, and I don't even have no money. I'm sitting there like, bro, what am I supposed to do with all these bitches? Hey, Isaiah 4 and 1. Not only that, the notorious CGA told you about the bench. It's crazy out here. He says, I got 60 messages unread. Dude, I, I, it's every day. I'm, I, I can't even... I can't even get crazy. I can't even keep up. It's piled up. It's crazy, man. The junior college, it's a telltale sign. One of the telltale signs of uh, an economic collapse of epic proportion is when women revert or de-evolve, according to my book, de-evolve to the oldest position uh, profession in the world, all right, or something related to that where they're willing to be, oh, okay, I'll be a housewife, okay, or, or, or I'll listen. Uh, I want a relationship. I'll move in, or they want you to move in. I'll cooperate. All right, I'll sell a little. Oh, I'm I'm gonna get dude. They it's crazy. And this video right here, um, that I typically show you as an indicator right here. So I just got done auditioning at a spicy club and I got told that I was too fat by a man that was four hundred pounds. So I hope your Wednesday's going better than mine. Yep, and so she has no busy at a spicy club doing any damn thing other than serving drinks. All right, but because of where the money is. That's where they're going. I had a young lady, pretty young, light-skinned, you know, uh, sister, uh, hazel eyes. She was like, you know, 22. She's 22. I haven't, get, I haven't been getting much responses. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. I, I just don't, you know, man, I'm not blonde hair and blue-eyed. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I haven't been getting much messages here. <laughs> mm. Of course you hasn't, because we piled up. Are you a freshman at the university? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. Of course, man. Dude, dude, if you if you have a situation where dude, dudes are backed up, man. We out here backed up. Junior college is backed up, and y'all cold approach niggas. All right. KMB says, Coach, he says, now we know why you can't get your money from the cash app CEO. Yes. And he was found. He was found stabbed. All right, this morning, they're at the gate, man. I don't know. What more? How many more signs do you need? What more What more signs do you need than to start aligning, aligning with CGA? And remember, there was people calling CGA doom and gloom. All right, hold on for a second. CGA doom and gloom. <laughs> Who said that? Don't mention his name. Don't mention his name. Everybody going to be jumping on my bandwagon. I'm telling you, dude, I'm ahead of the curve. Shout out to my homeboy. Came in with the triple coat, the triple sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. 
He says, this is from De Nero Tranquilo. Triple sponsorship in the house. He says, I have a colleague and we both are in the 1% of U.S. earners. He got involved with a straggle daggle at work and got her pregnant. You're going to see that a lot too. Women are going to come up pregnant real quick. He says she used the kid, showed up at his house uninvited, has been to the HR claiming harassment. You're going to see lawsuits from women flying like crazy. He is moving to another state to work. He has literally lost millions due to the lack of salami discipline. Give him the price is wrong. And he could have basically got out of that by going to the junior college. The junior college is undefeated as of now. Um, Dude, child support hearings going up. These hoes out here starving. All right. They're going to be. It's, yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. You're going to see people doing this. Um, and this is when you, when we talk about who the impact is going to uh, affect first. It's not who you think. All right. Stony Montana says, watching my friends and family from my hometown, Chicago, cope with electing Brandon Lightfoot Jr. is magical. I'm watching from afar in my Desert Storm bunker. As a matter of fact, Speaking of the what's happening in Chicago, apparently there is a Democratic fish fry going crazy in Chicago. Let's go ahead and take a look. Um, apparently they had an election. Lori Lightfoot lost earlier on this this uh, a couple of months. And what they did was they actually went for a more far left candidate. And so right now there's definitely a Democrat fish fry uh, that you might want to get in on right here. Let's go ahead and take you to the scene. <laughs> Hey, get that fish rod. That fish nugget. That fish nugget. Hey, look at that nigga. Look at that nigga. Get it. Get it. Ain't, a, ain't another nigga in sight. Where, where are all the men at? Only women. Ain't another nigga in sight. Where are, all the, where are all the men at? Look at these buck dancing, plantation soup drinking. All right. And all women around here. Look at this. Civil rights ninja right here. Look at this civil rights ninja. Nurse, that man, look. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. God dang baby boomers out here. All right, ruining our lives. So for the rest of their lackluster lives they're going to live, they out here ruining the rest of our lives with their Marxism. This is crazy. <laughs> Shout out to the Democratic fish fry. I bet you the catfish nuggets was litty. Catfish nuggets was out of control out there, bro. I missed it. Shout out to Desert Brew Crew. He said, just dropping off some coffee money for the coach. He says, God bless you. And, and the funniest, entertaining, and welcoming chat on any live stream. We here together. We're in this world together. Shout out to Justin O, my Korean Juco, wants a relationship because I look young for my age. Coach, help. Hey, dude, here's the thing. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to come up with a plan over on locals because the backdoor relationships are these women are savvy. This is why when I say who the economic economic collapse of epic proportion will affect the most, women are very savvy. They're the best survivors on this planet. They're better than cockroaches, they're better than rats. All right, when the nuclear fallout comes, women will survive this mother sucker. Just letting you know, they savvy as hell. They are not getting, they not, they are not getting, they're not gonna succumb first to the bullshit. <laughs> right? They are going to survive. They will find a way. 
So these women are backdooring their ass into relationships. And shout out to you. Did you say Korean? Well, that's music to my ears. Uh, the Far East is kind of where it is. Hello. You're going to see CGA actually talked about this. He said Korean. Oh, yeah. Lit it. Yeah. I had a Korean girl recently. You know, they're all my memories fog now. They all running together. I think I did have a Korean girl recently. Yeah, I did. I did for sure. Yes. I know who it is now. <laughs> all right. My memory is foggy. Shout out to Rick Too Slick. How do I get my money up when I work help desk? I don't even know what that means. What, 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 what the hell is the help desk? <laughs> Big Doe Butter says, found out my closest cousin is jealous and really hates on me. Found out from talking about uh, NBA 2K with the people we team up with online. The hate is coming, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know. It's coming out, guys. People are going to be hating like a mother sucker, man, because these people, these people, <laughs> the hate coming everywhere. Be ready. If you actually are in the top 20 to 30% of income earners when this economic collapse of epic proportion really take, comes into fruition, which is not in the near future, but you never know, uh, there are going to be some haters out here. The hell is the help desk? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said, what that mean? Help desk. What help desk? Are you work at the help desk at Cash App? Roberto Moreno, Bob Lee, Cash App founder, was deleted in San Francisco. Pay attention. We're going to get that in a minute. All right, schedule P, RIP to the Cash App founder. He got sliced and diced up, chopped up. All right, um, listen, nobody's safe out here. This is going to be the message going forward. Nobody's safe. All right, they are finding ways to make sure they get what they need to get done in this world indeed all right let me check on let me check with, real quick before we go to paypal and venmo because cash app looking flimsy like a mother suck at this particular point um let's take a look at something here let me see if i can pull this up we got a brother right here uh, of course of course with everything going around you can't help brothers can't help themselves you know how it works Niggas always gotta show they and so you got a thick white girl here a redhead by the way which is a weakness you know, that will be a particular weakness for me and other brothers right here. But instead of everything, you know, paying attention to details, we got one million likes on this. Let's go ahead and roll it. Uh, there it is right there. He didn't. Uh, th this is what we are worried about out here. Mr. Durag, he got a masagi, sloppy yogurt redhead who, uh, you know, she's her body's basically a big bar at Laffy Taffy. And look at this ninja in the back. My man out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> My man, look, 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 the littlest things distract black men, <laughs> the littlest thing. Now, this is a nice thing. I'm going to tell you that. But, um, you know, it is the it is the over glorification, the hypersexualization of this black man in particularly. And it, all it is, it's a Laffy Taffy booty. And this is what gets us doing this, man. Listen, Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Now, it is what it is. You know, people said they cool. I didn't say they wasn't cool. I just said. Niggas always gotta show they it's easy black men are too easy all right you, we're too easy i mean it is what it is we 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 good at uh boot boot licking shoving tap dancing <laughs> shucking and jiving and, and it's always around some booty it is what it is you know we too easy i don't give a shit if you cool or not i'm cool as hell all right but i happen to have a little bit of salami discipline I, you know that type of thing right there that low that low frequency activity from women is right is is not is not what we should be celebrating right now there's a bunch of shit going on in our world 
And um, if that's the number one priority, as it always is with men. Niggas always got to show they Indeed. You know what it is. Y'all wake up in the morning thinking about some puss. <laughs> all right. Mm. I don't wake up in the morning thinking about puss. All right. It does cross my mind relatively soon after I wake up. But there's other things on my mind. Right. <laughs> oh, wrong button. I got money. All right. Let me check over here. We got uh, what do we got here? We got uh, we got Chris Jericho is in the building. This is how I get around government names. Coach, uh, two sports questions. Uh, do you consider UConn a blue blood now that they have five national titles in a modern era? Also, as a coach, would you rather have a team full of hard-nosed street ballers or soft technical sound players? Very tough question. Very tough question. I, I learned the hard way in recruiting. You got to have a good mix. Uh, but first of all, UConn is, I suppose they're a blue blood right now. Um, you know, they experienced some problems with their, you know, conference affiliations when the Big East broke up, and now they're back in the Big East. Five national titles. All of their national titles are non-memorable, okay? Unmemorable. Like, you can't even remember, like, unless you live in Connecticut. Like, nas- nationwide, their their national titles are, like, you'd be like, okay, what? who win? What year? I know they won, but when? When? All right? They're not memorable. But, um... But uh, other than that, they are a a force to be reckoned with now that they're back in the Big East. And then the next thing is um, uh, hard-nosed street ballers versus technically soft players. In this age of of athletics, you need a lot of great athletes, okay? You can survive in many spaces with technical players, but like the University of Wisconsin does it pretty decently with no street ballers. They have all chunky country white boys and one ninja is always one. And then you had the Iowa women's team. They had all hard nose, technically sound players. You need a little bit of a mix, but if you overcoach, it will be to your detriment. And that was one of my problems on offense is I overcoached. I had too much structure, didn't allow the players to free play, um, but I didn't trust my players. So I always was trying to keep them in a rigid structure system. And I didn't have the right combination of players and it was to my detriment. So you sometimes can't overcoach. And if you are uh, find yourself in that situation, you might want to let, let yourself go find some, some players that can go play, some athletes. You need athletes, all right? Like m- most, of these, most of these basketball players today aren't really good basketball players. <laughs> most of these basketball players that you see, they're not really good basketball players. They're just either big, they got long arms, they're fast, um, they, they run, they're aggressive. Uh, and they basically can find the basket. You know what I mean? They can find the ball in the basket by being great athletes. You know what I mean? You need athletes. Uh, think about it. These, uh, uh, what was the MVP? The guy that's going to win the MVP today uh, or this week is or this month is, um, uh, jo- what's his name? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is just a freak athlete. He's, he's skilled, but there's probably people that you could say are more skilled than him even earlier in his career. But he's an cre- incredible athlete, right, and makes him unstoppable because he's a freak athlete, all right? Then you give him a little skill. It is what it is, all right? It is what it is. But if you took a very much skilled player that was smaller than Embiid, it ain't going ma- to work, all right? Anyway, uh, shout out to, uh, yeah, all that dribbling and all that shit. You need athletes. Athletes. All right. Anyway, you can turn an athlete into a basketball player. 
You can't turn a basketball player into an athlete. All right. So anyway, <laughs> all right. Shout out to um, Albert Ingram in the building. Keep doing God's work. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. And then Salif says PayPal and Venmo tripping coach. I suggest using another platform. It's uh, for content creators to get paid. Well, I'm sure in a very short relative time that that will be that will be necessary information. All right. We'll come back to that. All right. Because nobody's safe. Nothing's safe in this uh, in this America today. Nothing is safe. Everything you knew yesterday could change today. Real quickly. All right. People waking up to a whole new world today. So let me see here. I do have a couple of PayPal's and getting on with the show here. Dennis, the minute says won the big bike race out here, coach gang. My wife got so jealous from all the attention I got from women in my element now, and she's not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> in your, Hey, what you will find in married men speak up on this one in your, in, in your days where you win as a married man, many men will experience jealousy from their wives, not celebration. This is not always. It's not an absolute. But many times when you win, your wife is the last person to clap. I want you to pay close attention to that. It is competitive nature of women to destroy and subvert from within. And thus, and this is not always. You will find examples where this is not true. But when you win, I, I, it happened to me. When you win, they literally be hating on your ass. Mad than a mother sucker. All right. And if you agree and experience this, put it in the comment section in here because we're showing you that it's not just me. A lot of men experience this. All right. And so this man, Dennis the Menace, experienced this. He won. He was getting attention and accolades. And then the wife came out jealous. It's boy. It is crazy. I experienced this and it's just not, it's not because you, it's not because of me or not because of who my wife was. It's just what wives do. It's just what they do. It's in their nature. But the wins actually help them. It's going to help them along the way. They don't see it that way. Shout out to Sizzle says, hashtag Yob Mob Coach. It's getting tighter for everyone, yet I'm still over here hearing Karen talking about divorcing their husbands in 2023. Give them the... You can't win! Guys, divorce is going up. When the when economy collapses, divorces skyrocket. And uh, here's the here's the caveat. Because people were like, well, the woman's not going to get anything. This is not true, gentlemen. You don't understand how economics work. When you go in there, they don't say what you how much you're going to make tomorrow at your job. All right. In your future earnings, how much you're going to make. They don't care. They're going to say, what did you make when the economy was good? Whenever she filed for the divorce, they're going to go back and they're going to say, what did you make in 2022? What did you make in 2021? What did you make in 2020? And they're going to set your your uh, your support for either child support or uh, spousal support on that amount. Not you can lose your job. You could be like, I got laid off. They're going to be like, OK, that's nice. And what did you make in 2021? <laughs> You're like, well, 2021 income is not 2023's income. They're going to be like, and we need the last three years of income. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? All right. Uh, Mr. Mr. Kobe Bryant is in the building. December through February, my income was low, high, six plus uh, six K a month. All right. Low, high, six K a month. 
March income is 11K. These numbers are just from traveling city to city, rubbing down women. I started my Facebook ad for my marketing and sales consulting business. The goal was to hit 15K by the end of the month. Last year was a struggle due to Facebook ad changes, and I averaged only three to 4K a month at best. I was considered doing phone sales for a supplement company for additional income. Luckily, I didn't get the job. I stayed down. I stayed down on my entrepreneurial grind, and now I'm about to run my money up with multiple streams of income. Bet on yourself, men. Yeah, we're in the economy to bet on yourself. Stay committed, even though you will experience rough patches. I went from sleeping in my car multiple times in the past through freezing winters and the hot-ass summer to now I'm living life on my own terms. Shout out to you. And this is for the help desk brother right there. Oh, man, it's possible out here. It's possible. And that was a co-sponsorship. We're going to call him Mr. Y. Kobe Bryant. All right, two more. We're going to get back into the show. We got Jay Cool. He says, so we now have the Axis and the Allies and the CGAs. Also, thank you. Uh, thanks for the CGA. Thanks for the CGAs, I suppose. Thanks to CGA's part. That has given me salami discipline and sticking with my plan. I would go broke if I just randomly allowed my smaller head to do the leading. And we would all go broke if we let the smaller head do the leading. Guys, you got to be able to say, I got lotion. You got to be able to say, I got monk mode. Monk mode is undefeated. We say the free agent lifestyle is undefeated. Coach, uh, the Junko is undefeated. Monk mode is undefeated. All right. And somebody says here, Jacob says, Greg Dor Dorsett. I think he's a fitness trainer, was on Fresh and Fit, and the chap kept calling dude Coach Greg. All right, it was annoying. So, yeah, I think he does go by Coach Greg, though, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it probably was confusing if you if you knew about Coach Greg Adams and you don't realize that that he's also Coach Greg. All right, so it does. I, I know of him. I've never watched him, but I know his name. That's why I know he goes by Coach Greg, I believe. So it probably was distracting. All right. Yeah, he's Coach Greg. All right, but I'm Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. He probably hears that too. It's like, who the hell is Coach Greg Adams? All right, without further ado, let's get into story number two. And we got, you know what's going on. As the new, oh, the as the new world turns, new, 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 new world as order. the new world turns, I hope you guys are paying close, close attention. This is my job to give you the best blue chip mindset of all time. All right, giving you the details. There is a new economic pursuit or a new potential economic power trying to be created right up under your nose, but you guys aren't paying attention to it. It might not affect you today. It's, it's going to affect your future. Let's just be clear about what's going on. You guys are being fed bread and you guys are attending circuses. Meanwhile, right up under your nose, something's brewing. We've been telling you about the bricks. We've been telling you about the allegiances to go and to de-dollarize the rest of the East while the West pursues whatever they're pursuing. But Japan buys Russian oil above the $60, above the $60 a barrel cap, breaking with U.S. allies. We do have another power trying to assert themselves as a dominance. And now, uh-oh, did, did, did they get me? <laughs> All right. And now what do we have? 
What do we have? Oh, they did get me. All right. So they, they did get me here. Here we go. New, 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 new world. All right. I see I'm still, am I still live on the other side? I'm still live on the other channel. All right. I'm still live on the Notorious channel. So anyway, as you can see, this is as the world turns. All right. And so here we go. We got Japan aligning with whoever they're aligning with. All right. Which is the BRICS nations. You have the U.S. You have the U.S. finally trying to figure out what to do as a, re a result of this. And this is what we got. All right. So Japan is going to break allegiances with the United States. This is well-known news. You guys should have been uh, privy to this information. I've been giving you this information. Okay. I've been giving you this information, but you guys aren't aware. Here is another, another story right here. As you, you know, we're going to show you what you've been paying attention to. We're going to show you what you've been paying attention to. Okay, so the BRICS nations are offering a new world here. Look at new, 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 new world. It says order. right here as alternative to the West. Okay, if you're thinking about traveling, you might want to consider this because this will have an impact on how you travel, how you move, what your dollar is going to be when you get close to certain circumstances. This will have an impact on you. And a lot of nations are joining and aligning with BRICS that aren't in the alphabet. They're not in the letters there. Not only that, these people's lifestyles are going to be dramatically different culturally. Now, I know these people still have trade, uh, ne necessary trade needs from the United States. So people are like, China can't do without U.S. because we purchase X amount of things from them that they import from us. We are aware of this thing. That doesn't mean they can't continue to try to pursue this. What does this also mean? This doesn't also mean the panic. All right. It's not a need to panic, but it means to prepare. Prepare for this. Think long term. Think about your future or maybe particularly your offspring, offspring's future on how this may impact you and what this might lead to in a relatively short amount of time. Lines are being drawn. Lines are being drawn in the sand. And then now people are going to have to pay the piper going down. All right. And so now that takes us to the next bit of news that's going to be very, very pivotal in the development of where we're going with this dollar, even in our own country. And you see it right here. Cash app founder Bob Lee fatally, fatally in San Francisco. Could be a coincidence. Could be a quinky dinky. We don't know. We don't want to assume, but you might want to keep an eye on this. This is what CGA was talking about, I think, even the other day. The other day. Okay. The other day I said, and somebody says, Coach, I read that U.S. agreed to Jap wait to Japan's buying oil, buying the oil because they have no resources. Yeah, Japan doesn't have any resources related to that, so they have to go over to um, uh, Russia at this point. But there's more details to this. But if you're looking at this, I said the other day, something's up with Cash App. All right, I've been having problems with Cash App, significant problems. Um, I, I then didn't research and realized that a lot of people were having this problems. Their customer service is absolute garbage. It's trash. All right. They don't have anybody, nobody to contact. And um, I've been dealing with significant problems with this app. And this was just the other day. I said, you know what? These apps are going to be in the way of a transition into the digital currency. Didn't I say that? I said that. I said, I said this last week. We're going to have to pull the receipts. I said, I don't think these two can coexist. I said, if we're going to a digital currency, there can't be any PayPal or Cash App. Everybody was like, nobody saw it. It, flew every, it went right over everybody's head. It went right over everybody's head. And I was like, there's no way. So this might be sacrificial lamb. This might be something going on. This might be maybe a disgruntled person using the app. I have no idea. But 
millionaires. This is some young Dolph-ish. This guy's a billionaire. He's not here anymore this morning, but he was out late at night doing something a little bit interesting. Who knows? But the tech executive, Bob Lee, founder of Cash Lap and former Cash Lap. Yeah, Cash Lap might be the name for it. It says, and former, the former, the former chief uh, technology officer at Square was stabbed to deletion in San Francisco. Guys, get out of the cities. <laughs> if you're in the cities, you're 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 gonna be you're gonna be the cattle herded herd, herd cattle, I should say. A 43 year old man was attacked Tuesday morning at 2:35 a.m. Hmm. 2:35 a.m. in San Francisco. I'm just gonna never mind. Never mind. I was just just thinking, what are you doing at 2.35 a.m. on a Tuesday? <laughs> on a Tuesday morning, you're in San Francisco. 2.35 a.m., where are you at? Going to Subway? You're, you're just a billionaire walking down the street, 2.35 a.m. in San Francisco. Sounds about right. And it says right here, officers arrived at the scene, and he was deleted. Unfortunately, yeah, lost a listen. The medical examiner has yet to identify the victim, but Lee was later identified by his friends as the person being stabbed. And there he is right there smiling in his latest photo. And it says right here, he was rushed to the hospital, received treatment for his life-threatening injuries, but he succumbed to his injuries. No arrest. No arrest have been made. New, 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 new world order. No arrests have been made in connections here with this event. And he is the, he was the chief product officer of the San Francisco-based cryptocurrency co uh, company, MobileCoin. Yikes. He previously worked at Google. This guy should have been well-protected. But that's what happens when you start creeping. Yeah, keeping it on the down low. But there's something might be, guys, as the world turns, as the world turns, I don't think these things can be particularly isolated many times. All right, not many times. But let me just tell y'all, in our world, with the things going on that have been going on. I want to show you what men, and particularly black men, but men have been paying attention to in the news. Number one, this is a big news story. For some reason, it shouldn't even be as a news story, but it is, and everybody's celebrating, dancing, going to the Democrat fish fry. They're saying it's over for this gentleman, and um, you're also seeing a lot of people going, hmm, this is weird. It's weird that they're doing this with all that's going on in the world. This is what new, 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 this new, is what the world, world is pursuing. A guy having a personal agreement with a hooker, a not a hooker, a prawn star, in which they're saying he had used campaign funds and somehow racks up 34 felonies as a result. Seems weird. But bread and circus. Bread and circus. Anything to get you looking over here? Look over here. Don't look over here. Hey, nothing's here go over here and look at here all right you all know nothing's going down from this one it's just a black eye a stain or so forth but this is bread and circus how about more bread and circus instead of worrying about what's really going on we're arguing over caitlin clark and angel reese beefing with each other on a women's basketball court this is our this is the main news story <laughs> In America, women's basketball, who knew? 
who knew that this was going to be this big of a deal? I mean, listen, we are just, new, 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 we're new lost. Hey, as a people, we're lost. Some people are going, um, CGA, what? Wait a minute. Who are you? Caitlin who? And Angel what? Yes, but Bread and Circus. What about the other things we're worried about? You know what the biggest story for black men on YouTube was in the last two weeks? It wasn't CBDC. It wasn't finding a job during layoffs. It wasn't. What was the biggest story on YouTube for black men? What was the big, bigger than Donald Trump getting arrested? Bigger than Angel Reese. What was the big story that men were paying attention to last week? Pearly's plantation. This was the biggest story that black men chose to pay eight videos on their platform, debate, have conversations about talking about what was it? Co uh, colonialism. We gone, man. We gone. As a people, we gone. <laughs> Hurley managed to be the most triggering news for ninjas in 2023, March and April. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. With all that's going on in the world, say it ain't so. Say just Pearly thing wasn't the biggest thing on your mind. We in bad shape out here. We in bad shape as a people. Of course, the reparations argument. Yeah, what better time to talk about reparations where we're in the middle of the worst recession and the biggest economic collapse and the biggest reset and the global marketplace is being shifted. Oh, let's talk about reparations. I can't tell you, man, what? Bread and circus. Bread and circus. I can't tell you how you're being distracted. You think you set back by reparations. Just wait until BRICS in the United States and the West and NATO try to figure out how to align this particular thing that they're going through. Just wait till they figure that out. All right, bro. You're going to be really behind the eight ball. I've been saying this for a long time. China, you better learn Mandarin, not reparations. All right. Mandarin's going to be your biggest, probably potential leverage. Let me lean towards learning a couple of new phrases here. <laughs> All right. Talking about some reparations. This is clown shit. It's clown shit. Nope, not well, we have bank bank runs. Banks are collapsing, becoming insolvent. And we're like just pearly things as a plantation. Mm. Yo, it's time. It's already time. And this is this early in the show right here. Send it. Time to send it on some of these people, man. This is terrible. Bread and circus. And if you don't know what that reference is, back in the days, the old Roman, um, the old Roman emperors used performances distractions as a way to prevent you from being informed and potentially revoking revolting revolting and so they said if you give people bread and circus they'll never revolt okay several roman emperors have been credited with this saying if you give the citizens bread and circus <laughs> they'll never revolt and this is true. This is why the Colosseum and sports events and things were used during the Roman um, Empire. It was to distract. It wasn't to entertain. All right. It was to distract you from what they were doing. And they are significantly doing this today. Another issue that have been prominent in our news story is the trans the transformer issue or the Decepticon issue. Why? I mean, I know it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But there's other things going on here. Matter of fact. I got to ask you guys, 
I got to ask you guys something. I'm going to close some of these windows up here so I don't have what you have the distraction going on here. I got to ask some of you guys. Okay, what do you really what do I think of politicians, not Democratic politicians, not Republican politicians? What do I think? What do I always say about them? You know, they're mostly, you know, they're they're political pawns. They're bought. All right. They're bought and paid for by a certain people. And then they place them in positions. I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. They're bought. They're bought. That's what they are. I don't really take what they say seriously, because whatever they say is basically aligned by whoever paid. And that's called lobbyists. This is nothing conspiratorial. If there's a lobby, if there's people who were funded, if you go back to the the um, the movie, the thing, the men who built America, they actually talk about this. Um, the elite people in that society, based on the industrial revolution, bought one of the presidents. That was their thing. They conf- they they um, they got together as a conspiracy <clears throat> to control the government through the presidency and they funded that side. All right. They fund both sides, but they funded that side. This has been going on for a long time. Now, I want you to listen to this. This will actually give you an insight on, like, politicians. This is our guy, Master Joe. Master Joe. All right, Master Joe. You call him Uncle Joe. And some people call him um, Bumbling Joe or a bunch of names. We're going to call him Master Joe. Let's listen to what Joe Biden sounded like maybe about 15 years ago. And I want you to see. If there's a difference from what he said then and to what he's saying or supporting now, let's go ahead and go to it. Here it is right here. Let's go ahead and play it. Let me give it to the big screen treatment. I want you to listen to him really quick. And this will give you an insight of why I don't particularly take what they say at face value. Here we go. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to, uh, avian flu, we don't have enough vaccines, we don't have enough police officers, and we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act. We've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Um, man, that, that is an interesting take. Uh, very interesting. Is it particularly like... Um, did you change your mind or something like that? I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! You know, this is kind of how it works, and you got to understand this political theater. A lot of the things that they side with, that they let go through, is not what they fully believe. And just in case, it's time to change an opinion because people fund it. I'll change my opinion. I'm bought. I'm bought. People are worried about uh, capitalism and, and corruption and whatnot. This is where we are as a country. We've allowed this type of thing to go on. And this is why I don't really put any stock in the many of these people and their beliefs. It's all paid for. Did you hear this? Did you hear what, did you say, did you hear what we got? Now, this was maybe 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Okay. Now we've come full circle. This dude did a whole 180, 180 degrees flip. 
right now. And you can find just about every politician that is willing to do that. All right. Now, one more thing that you need to pay attention to, not the bread and circus, is this. Check this out. You think you're going through a financial struggle. What about this right here? This young lady right here. You know, if women got chances to be CEOs, we would do good. All right. We wouldn't be crooked like these other CEOs. Well, look at this piece of master splinter here. All right. Shout out to her. All right. She probably will serve the nasty boys very well. I do have another photo of her. If you will bear with me, I do see the resemblance. All right. I can't, I kind of see where she's coming from a little bit sniveling, a little bit sneaky, a little Millie mouth muskrat, little master splinter. All right. I definitely see the resemblance, but that's neither here nor there. It says right here, Frank founder criminally charged with fraud over $175 million of a JP Morgan deal. And of course, she is accused of falsely and dramatically inflating the numbers of customers Frank actually had in a scheme to fraudulently induce JP Morgan to acquire the startup. Now, probably JP Morgan was on their woke shit and was like, oh, female CEO, we got to scramble. They ran right over there like. And this also happened. This also happened to the female CEO at Theranos, where uh, because we had a female CEO, uh, a lot of companies said, hey, we'll throw money into this. She actually has something good going. And then she saw an opportunity to steal money from these people because they got woke. And and because they virtue signal and said, we support women owned companies, we support this. They were throwing money at them. And then they found out both of these people, the Theranos CEO, who I believe is now in jail, pregnant. And this woman right here, they because they threw money at women, threw money at women CEOs to be woke. This woman's out there pickpocketing the entire corporation. All right. How much money did she steal? She defrauded J.P. Morgan Chase, which there's your reparations, guys. <laughs> your reparation money gone, gone. Wake me up before you go, go. All right. She defrauded J.P. Morgan Chase out of one hundred and seventy five million dollars and she stood to gain more than 45 million dollars from the alleged deception 45 million dollars you wonder where your money went guys pay attention you guys are so distracted i i literally i'm appalled at the amount of men that are distracted by just pearly things i mean that's how low that's how low and down bad men are all right you're worried about some dude signing bad contracts with this woman <laughs> like that. That's what's bothering you out here. Mm. It's a, we're in that we're in sad days, man. We're in sad days. And when, you know what? And you won't even do this work. Right. Because you oh, I can't say this on YouTube. So I talk about pearly things. Mm. You can say this. There's nothing I said that was conspiratorial. There was something I said was not true. I put up my receipts. Did you guys know Walmart is laying off 2000 people today? You want another drop? Walmart says, and by 2026, 60% of their warehouse stocking and whatnot will be done automated. It will be automatically done. You want to hear something else? They raised the minimum wage from $12 to $14. And they're also going to lay off people with the incentive that they're also going to lay off way more people and so forth and so on. So they raise the minimum wage. You goofballs. Yeah, good. We're going to get extra $2 an hour, but you're also going to lose your job. Congratulations. You guys need to take an economy class. <laughs> I mean, you guys need to take an economy class. They can't raise the minimum wage and then also pay everybody a greater 
greater money. Now, you might say they make billions of dollars, coach, but they ain't going to give it to you. It's not their job to spread it to you. And if you think that's unfair, start your own Walmart. But they just announced today 2,000 layoffs in their warehouse. And at the same time, they said 65% by 20, uh, 2026, 65% of their stocking will be done, like in their warehouse, will be done automated. And I'm pretty sure their store will probably, somebody said, be online. It probably will be very much automated and potentially going online as well by necessity. So look at what's happening. Look at what's happening out here. Some of, the, some of your cities are closing stores altogether. Portland, Oregon. Some of the inner city stores are getting closed down. This is going to impact you. But we're talking about just Pearly Things Plantation and colonial. Is it colonialism? Colonizing is the word. Colonialism is over, guys. <laughs> colonialism has been over, but it's really over now. We're in a global world. There's no more colonialism. What it is is we have elites running shit. All right. And we're going to push us. They're pushing us away from capitalism. Let making it less available to you in a more of a controlled global economic system. That's what we're going to. Colonialism is dead. Colonizing is over. That period has ended in 2020. Right? The colonial period started around 1500. They got to have 500 year run. It's over. And I've been saying that for a long time. Stop getting distracted by that. <laughs> All right. Where are we at here? Let's get to these super chats. Oh, man. Uh, Roberto Moreno says, he says, you talked about a CGA, but girls are getting money without SA seeking. He says, one of my SBs got money from a guy just because girls now expect money now. It's all transactional. Yeah, they don't need to go on SA. SA is just a convenient place. That's like going to 7-Eleven. <laughs> all right. But they, they can do this without, they can do this without the app. Right. And that's how competitive it is. They can just go out to the dating marketplace, select the right person, be in the right place. Somebody says cigar alarms is being invaded by women. Mastro's bar at happy hour invaded by women. They don't need the app. It's just a convenient place to go. Um, but women are transacting and that's the new economy. I mean, listen, you guys keep getting mad at me with these things. But this, I, listen, what I, when I say things are going this way, it doesn't mean I support it going this way, right? When I make a prediction, you guys think that I'm saying, good, it's going this way. This is going to be the best. What I, when I say it's going this way, I'm just alerting you. When I said relationships are transactional and they're going to be transactional going forward, that's what it is. Stop being mad. It is what it is. It's, it's, it's going to be the easiest, best way for it to go forward. Now, you're mad because you want to use your old-ass archaic system to do it, which might work with low-hanging fruit. Do it, but I'm just warning you guys. Going into the next three years, it's going to be almost purely transactional. Somebody said, Coach is the town crier. That's all I am. Don't be mad with the information that I deliver to you. I'm just coming back and telling you guys to prepare for it. I'm a little bit ahead of you, right? Man, it's getting bad out there. El Chino says, don't hate me. Hate the money I see, clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, clothes that I try. Indeed, he said it, man. He said it. <laughs> All right. I messed up the lyrics. But anyway, shout out to Simon Small saying, thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Force India, the collapse will be epic. But if the entire legal system doesn't collapse, the game will never 
change. It will be unchanged. Women will become apex predators to trap simps. And guys, the legal system is not catching up at all. All right, legal system is still being, it's going to be used very much. Um, it's going to be used more and more by women, um, particularly because they, they use it more anyway. But a lot of them are going to be savvy enough to entrap you. So this is what you have to worry about. Even in the monetized situation, entrapment is going to be big. Homer says one of the Kimba Walker's UConn's team won in 2001. Congratulations to UConn. Where are all the UConn people here? Shout out to Connecticut. I like their program too. Um, I'm not hating, but in the memorable national championship teams and runs, UConn does not rank up there, probably in the top 10. But they have five championships. I mean, even in the top five programs, you could probably name five historic blue blood programs ahead of UConn. But UConn, they're legit. TJ Chip, Choppa says the hate is real out here. The hate is real out here. Joe Anon says, I, I won four games back-to-back -back in a street ball tournament, champion MVP, while my girl watched the whole thing. She said, quote, I got tired of seeing you get the ball. <laughs> mm -hmm. Shaking my head. I knew it was over. All right, my man. My man, she said, I got tired of you seeing. Dude, that's crazy. What happened to the days where your wife would come out and jump in your arms? Honey, you did it. Now, now women are like this when they see you. When they see you about to do something, they be like, "You can't win." <laughs> why are you wasting your time? Agent machines. Why are wives okay with hating when their uh, when their husbands win, but won't say happy wife, happy life? Facts on that. Earnings issues too. All formulas based to hurt you. Okay, it's a jealousy. They they're ingrained. Uh, this is why they came up with the seven deadly sins because the seven deadly sins. Are, are something that they will tell you about uh, uh, that a lot of people possess. We've gone away from the Lord and church and any of these things there. But if you name the seven deadly sins, you will see people with pride go out here and they will live the seven deadly sins. Mm. Gluttony. Envy. <laughs> All right. It's real out here. Lust. Yeah, name the seven deadly sins. We literally, we literally live it. Okay, in every single way. So it is what it is. Yeah, wrath. People who are revengeful. Sloth. Right? That We, we embraced the seven, seven deadly sins. It's sad. Greed. Yeah, we're, we're embracing it as a, as a society. And then people saying, what's going wrong? What's going wrong? We embrace the seven deadly sins. Envy. All right, and it's in people's nature, and then when they do it, we actually don't punish them for it. All right, anyway, yeah, vanity is another one. Vanity, yeah. Vanity, Instagram. We, we live in the seven deadly sins right out here. And by the way, if you try to look it up in the Bible, it's not presented there. I believe, historically, the seven deadly sins were something that came about 200 years or so after the Bible through whoever churches and whatnot. But if you look at it, seven deadly sins, we live it. All right, anyway. Roberto Moreno, he says, you probably wrote the book, but the book, the fourth, or read the book, or wrote it, but the book, the fourth attorney predicted 9-11, C-19, and that was predicting civil war in Russia. Shout out to Coach Stradamus. Appreciate you, man. All right, Rick Too Slick says, you need to stop making fun of me. It's annoying. Shout out to you. Face Facts says, reparations equal lump sum welfare, and this too will be wasted. But your mammy already got your reparations. She spent it. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's a sad day. All right, MC Hamster, San Francisco voting reparations wasn't 
California a free state. Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, it's just going to get the conversation started to distract people uh, from informing themselves on how to adjust, adjust to the new global economy. All right, Evan Walker says, Coach, I'm seeing now in, wait, I'm seeing now in getting to the level I want. I believe that's what you meant. I'm going to have to piss some people off and some relationships are going to be lost. Thanks for everything. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. To Ron McAdams, the Joe now is a clone. Secret invasion. All right. You know, for the conspiracies. Stony Montana, people are saying where the seven deadly sins potentially may be written. All right. Shout out to you. All right. uh, Stony Montana boomers think that Joe Biden. Cleo. Clip. I think. All right. So here we go. Boomers think the Joe Biden clip you played from 15 years ago is the current Democratic fish fry. Yet I'm more like the Bolsheviks in reality. I think you mean it's more. Okay, that's what you said. Let me read it again, because I think there's one mistake in there. Boomers think the Joe Biden clip you played from 15 years ago is the current Democratic fish fry. Yet it's more like the Bolsheviks in reality. Shout out to you. It's crazy. Yeah. Infamous NYC, the government is prepared for the collapse. That's why they're releasing chat GPT now and the Fed now in July. He says, we don't have the workforce, so we need AI to do the simple work. Humans will go back to production. Uh, we do have a lot. Well, I actually talked about this, and we're going to play the clip of Coach Adamas from 2019. But we talked about this. A lot of people are saying, but they're owed the entitlement co- culture. People aren't willing to work the bottom level jobs, even if they qualify for the bottom level jobs, people aren't willing to work them. And we got that hint in 2020 when people said, I'm not going to do any work. I'll collect unemployment and, 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 and PPP and so forth and so on. And then they did not return back to work. So we don't have the workforce that we believe we do. And so they're needing people to step up. This is going to lead to uh, people voting in like socialist agendas, right? Or socialist type of um, ec- economic strategies, right? All right, look. K on the coach from T-Mine, he says, do you consider everything bread and circus? And should you avoid all of it, like the movies and all of that stuff? Also, which donation benefits the most, YouTube or PayPal? PayPal is it. Shout out to Estelle. Everything is bread and circus, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy life. I do enjoy what I need to enjoy, but I realize I can't get wrapped up into it emotionally. I can't get wrapped up into it emotionally. Meaning, you know, once I see it getting to the point where I make that the priority conversation above everything else. I know I'm lost. Henry Resilient, I'm converting a former friends with benefit to the dark side this weekend. It was her idea because guess what? She's in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. And she was a top performer. He says, insert the dark side. Put her ass on the contract. Put her ass on the contract. Put her ass on the contract. (laughs) All right. Get her ass on the transaction. All right. Anyway, let me get back to the show here. Straggling Sniggle Theater. Hey, let's do this. CGA played a skit yesterday and we broke it down. And apparently the skit, the the thing that we played, let me see if I can find it right here. Here it is. Uh, What was the guy's name? He was a rapper named Chaotic. Well, apparently this video that he shot was a skit. It was bread and circus. And um, these skits are being, it's almost to the point where you can't trust anything on the internet anymore. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and show you here. Remember, we played this gentleman and we talked about Pimp Hand Strong and, you know, the new marketplace and supporting multiple women. We broke all of that down. Well, let's take a look. Uh, hold on for a second. Down, they support me. They ride for me. They, 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 they eat my butt. 
You almost got an upskirt shot of the one that I liked here. <laughs> Y'all gotta keep a straight face. Y'all gotta keep a straight face. So how do you know if a woman worthy of princess treatment? She gotta eat butt? Of course. <laughs> 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 P, why you did that, dog? Come on, we was holding it together, P. Damn. All right, so you, this is where we're getting to the point. You know, we got straggle. Oh, I didn't even do my intro to Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hold over. Give me one second here. All right. And so this is where we are. You know, this is what we're doing. You know, it's, it's all theater. <laughs> I saw that up. Hey, I'm looking. You know, call me, girl. I, I'll have something for you. <sighs> what you doing? You fucking up the most viral moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all gotta be playing. serious. Like when he said, y'all gotta like shake y'all hands. Yeah, because I'm gonna say I'm just playing. Yeah, y'all gotta. Yeah. All right, come on, let's go. Yeah, like y'all. Go. These is the women that hold me down. They support me. They ride for me. They, 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 they eat my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, whoa, 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 sister right here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Man, this sister right here. Uh, let me do the song. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it. Let's line it up. Here we go. Dun, 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 Sister, you've been on, on my mind. Sister. You one of a kind, I tell you, don't, sister. You the best little kitty in the world. Dun 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 Sister, you can get get this money. All right. Anyway, look. Yeah, that brother's starving. Bread and circus. Bread and circus. All right, remember, man, stop being out here sniggling. Niggas always gotta show they Relax, gentlemen, it's just a piece of cat. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's go to this lady right here. She says, you broke out here. She says, y'all ninjas broke, and she wants men that. I got money. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. We got a sister right here. This sister, I mean, I can't really tell these days, but this is apparently a sister says, can you afford to have an opinion. She's talking to you guys. She's talking to you. She's like, you broke ninjas can't afford to have an opinion. Let's go ahead and play it. Follow me for a minute. So hold up. I'm sorry. What, ma'am? I'm going to follow you, but it's suspect already. Let's continue. According to the Department of Labor for 2022, the average male income was thirty eight thousand per year, which breaks down to about one hundred and fifty eight dollars per working day. Yeah, Sean, word them up. Word to the garden, peace to the gosh of the earth, Sean. She got her mouth all turned up. She like, yo, Sean, 
Yo, Sean, word to the guards. The average income, Sean, is around this amount, man. All right, the Dunny, we speak the Duns around here. Dun, get your money up around here, Sean. All right, what is going on out here? Okay, what, what else you got to say out here, Sean? Word them up. Right? In contrast, I just ordered a pair of Hermes pool slides I'm going to throw around the resort for a weekend. Oh, yeah, I, I just ordered a... <laughs> yo, this cannot be real. Yo, I just ordered an early, early set of Hermes slides around here. I'm going to throw around around a hotel resort when I'm with my sugar daddy word. Word is born. Word is born. We on around here. I just put a couple of. What is this? Look at her. What is this, bro? Oh, man, this is terrible. All right. What else do you got to say? I'll play the whole clip here in a minute, man. This is crazy. All right. Let's play. Let's reset the clip. This shit is weird. All right. Anyway, the whole energy is all off. But she calling y'all broke. Here we go. Follow me for a minute. So according to the Department of Labor, for 2022, the average male income was 38000 per year, which breaks down to about $158 per working day, right? In contrast, I just ordered a pair of Hermes pool slides I'm going to throw around the resort for a weekend at about $360, which means the average male would have had to work two full working days just to cover that light-ass bill. I say that to say this. A lot of these made-up scenarios, conversations, discourse, negative comments, and so forth are being led by people inadequate and unqualified to even have these discussions. Word is bond. That's it. You're amazing. I love you. Have a great day. Oh, man, man. It's rough out there, brother. This is what y'all working with out here. She got a filter on. She wouldn't be bad, but she definitely a manufactured. You know what? She manufactured. I can't even tell what's real or fake on this thing. Okay. I know everything just about fake, but we talked about this broke chick economy, right? Even though she has her own money and she was able to buy her Hermes slide, Sean, that she's going to throw around the resort or whatever the hell she said. Yeah, I'm going to read. So I said, please read the comments. I'm going in on the comments in a minute here. But this is where they're saying you blint, you men in particularly, they're going to go in. This is black men. She's describing saying you guys are broke. And but you're having these conversations about paying the bills and supporting women and blah, blah, blah. What is that forcing them to do? Transactional relationships. Isaiah four and one. All right. This is where it's going to shift to. I don't care if you got game or not. This is shifting towards this. Um, and people are like, well, we don't want them kind of women anyway. It don't matter. I'm going to show you it don't matter. What kind of women are you talking about? Says right here, did you know that the average male income last year was less than 38000 Okay. Uh, this guy says it's simple. Just don't be that guy she's speaking of. And if you is, then that's a personal problem. Okay. Um, uh, this guy right here, thankfully, I stepped my finances the hell up. Definitely without... Uh, within your power to level up. But fellas, remember when you didn't have money. Yeah, back, the, back then, the hoes didn't want me. Now they hot. He says they didn't even feel you were allowed to exist in their presence. You must have a long memory. So once you level up, do you the hell with marriage and monogamy because don't nothing about your life get better M with most women. It, they're just a liability and only see you as a check in the current situation before a mythical better option. Sorry, I'm reading his Bach here. He says, grind, thank you for the knowledge. He says, love has died, gentlemen. This shit is just, it's all just transactional now. Look, look. 
Look, men are figuring this out. Love has died. This shit is transactional now. All right. And this, guys, don't I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that this is just a certain type of woman. That is not even in the conversation anymore. It's not even in the conversation anymore. Love and relationships have looked at as only transactional. It's getting bad out here. Even if it's just she just wants to date a guy. Uh, this is the problem with society right here. Everything is about money. All right. This woman, this guy said the math ain't mathing. I want to see from a woman here. A lot of guys are in here and they're going to say these guys have hurt feelings. Okay. Here's a woman. Yep. They be furious with their own finances and taking it out on us. We have our own coins. Cry emoji. Okay. Cry emoji. Let me see here. I want to see here. I want to try to get a woman's response. Okay. There's no woman's response here. Let me see. Uh, it looks like this one got into the feelings of men. I don't know if that's a oh queen. I got to hurry up and change career paths because I see everyone getting bags and I'm out here and struggling single mother. Well, single mother means struggle. That's the exact same thing. So I don't even know why you say you're a struggling single mother. Single mother is struggle. It's a struggle you choose by choice. But anyway, interesting, right? Interesting, right? So this is where we're going with this. How about this? Single mothers are the most dangerous. It's a it's a known fact. And but of course, people won't do anything about it. They're the most dangerous when isolated and when they tend to isolate fathers from children. This woman right here. Oh, my Texas mother serving life in prison after brutally beating four month old to deletion. Oh, man. And why? Because the father child's father no longer wanted a relationship. Child's father no longer wanted a relationship. Says right here, a Texas mother will be spending the rest of her life in prison after beating her infant to death. According to Fox 26 News, the possible cause for the wicked action, maybe because the child father no longer wanted to be in a relationship with her. Guys, that is the most common reason for child support. It's the most common reason for parental alienation. It's the most common reason for fathers leaving their children so-called abandoning them. It's the most common reason for the constant petitions in family court. Nobody stops these women. Nobody says they're mentally insane, which they are. Nobody says they're jealous, bitter, bitter and hurt. They call the man jealous, bitter, and hurt, but they allow the woman to constantly get away with this shit. Okay? And it happens all the time. It doesn't happen to this extent of death, but they destroy the family all because the man doesn't want to be a part of the life of the woman anymore. Doesn't mean that the man doesn't want to be a part of the child's life. He oftentimes does, and he oftentimes would make the better parent, and he oftentimes should have custody of the child, but nobody will stop, nobody will put a stop to this insanity. It's always Jermaine's fault, right? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. And then when the mother puts the kids in the worst situation and she steals from the Social Security and Title IX, 4D, Title 4D courts, and she criminalizes the father all because the dad doesn't want to be a part of the mother's life because she's insane. And confirmation confirmed she's insane. She deleted the job. There was a reason the father no longer wanted to be a part of the mother's life. Look at her. She's insane. And a lot of these functionally uh, walking around single mothers are insane. And they are putting kids in the worst position claiming to be the victim. I have a question. Why is it weird that none of these people would ever... Think about this. If you said, why don't you put the children with the fathers? Everybody goes, huh? What? 
it's never a solution. And it will solve the majority of these problems by just saying, you know what? Whether the father wants it or not, child goes with the father. When the father wants the child, mother throws up all kind of goddamn barricades for that to happen. And instead puts the kids in a handicapped position, alienating them from the parent. They're causing the death of the kid while the kid's breathing. But this insanity goes on and we act like it's not impacting the community when these kids are rolling around with a booty out, wearing their pants below their ass. And we're still blaming the fathers, but it is the women who are the most bitter out here, not allowing the man to be a part of the child's life. And they're the liarona, they're jealous. They're putting the fathers in these predicaments and then they're doing things like this, not only causing the physical death and the spiritual death of the child, but they're also causing the economic and the physical death of the child by eliminating the father because they jealous, you know what? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. The devouring mother. The devouring mother. They hate the child's father more than they love their own children. Peace and blessings. All right, let's go on to the next story right here. All right. And until you guys put an end to this abuse of the legal system, the abuse of the legal system through parental alienation, uh, putting kids in a worse situation, never allowing the father to have his day in court, the abuse and the over prosecution of fathers until people put an end to this. This is what you'll get from these low achieving individuals, the low frequency individuals. Your community will never thrive ever. Your community, your people will never thrive because your women get away with murder on a grander scale than anyone. They delete more babies before they're even born, and they run around here and say, where have all the good men gone? What happened? Where did all the I tell go? you where the, all the good men have gone. Planned Parenthood at the bottom of a vacuum. That's where your good men have gone. And you eliminate 20 million plus. You don't have the potential to have good men Enough good men to pick from. Good luck and God bless. All right, let's go on to the next one. And if you're pissed, you should be, but not. You shouldn't be pissed at me. You the one that did it. Here we go. These 304s are loyal. According to these women here, according to Just Pearly things, we're going to fair use Just Pearly. Here we go. This woman, uh, let's go ahead and play the clip here. Here we go. I was an ex-ho. <laughs> I'm not her anymore. Yeah, I, I this woman says she's an ex-304, and she has the ring to prove it. She's not a 304 anymore. <laughs> now, remember, I'm using their words. I'm not calling them names. I, I, uh, let's go ahead. I was an ex-ho. <laughs> I'm not her anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an ex-ho, but I am loyal. So what age did you stop being a ho? 25. Uh, what a shock. Uh, these women managed 24 for this one. 24. All right. So these women managed to that's you a little bit. And that's you. All right. They turned their whole card in. They graduated. But the streets will come calling. In the streets. You know what I mean? You're going to marry them. But the streets will always come calling them. And they will always run back. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In the streets. <laughs> I believe her too. She'd be tied up in the streets. I believe her too. She'd be tied up in these streets too. All right. She'd be tied up in these streets. Where they at right now? Where they at right now? In these streets. All right. Yeah. So they ain't never stopped being 304s, but let's continue. 
before, but I started at about 17. 17. What did I tell you guys, man? What did I tell you guys, man? <laughs> the truth will always come. I always tell you this. Y'all be like, these kids and these doing nothing to do, they be out here that gawk gawk 3,000, 17, 16, 15, 14. We just read a story last night where this woman was 15 out here getting throttled on tour buses by rock bands. What are we doing out here? But again, it's always Jermaine's fault, isn't it? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Here we go. In the words of Chris Brown, are these hoes loyal? No. Hoes are no. loyal. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, we are. We are. Hoes are. We are. But I don't know about the other hoes. Man, y'all y'all ain't got no chance out here, man. <laughs> I'm breaking dudes' hearts. I'm breaking y'all heart out here. The game is the game. The game is the game. The proof is in the pudding. I mean, they cancel, they're putting this shit out here. Y'all thinking y'all going to find y'all a pure woman that belongs only to you. Not today. Not, to, not yesterday and not forever. Those days have gone. Those, that ship has sailed. The hope strategy gone, gone. Right? The best thing going right now is the junior college. And even that's going to get shown shaking ground. I'm telling you, I'm overburdened by messages. I'm buried. Okay, because people out here starving, man. Yeah, that brother's starving. But look at what y'all got out here. They just laughing and sniggling about it. And they finesse the hell out of you by doing what? Ah, but I love you. We will make it all the way to the top. I, I was an ex-ho. <laughs> I'm not her anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely an ex-ho, but I am loyal. So what age did you start being a ho? 25. 24. But I started at about 17. In the words of Chris Brown, are these hoes loyal? No. Hoes are loyal. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, we are. We are. Hoes are. We are. But I don't know about the other hoes. Oh, man. Man, send it. Send it. <laughs> send it. Send it. You guys can go. Oh, man, you can save a lot of money by switching to the free agent lifestyle. Shout out to marriage or hell no. He says just paying tuition, CGA. Keep pushing the truth. Keep pushing the truth. Are y'all ready for this truth? Are y'all ready? <laughs> yeah, man, I, dude, I don't know if you guys know. I've been here long enough on YouTube where I used to have to say what women are saying on social media. I used to have to say it. And this is what got me demonetized. This is why I don't get paid from YouTube, right? So. I used to say this and people would come in. Not all women, not all. And you just hate and you bitter and you hurt. They would say all this stuff. Now, one of the best things that have happened, and this is why some of the biggest channels in this so-called space are reaction video channels, right? Because they don't even have to say what I, I used to have to say and lay it out and organize it and, and make sure I said the right thing. So I didn't offend you and that I had all the evidence. Now a content creator just got to come on. And they don't have to have no thoughts, no ideas. They just have to show the video and then do about two minutes of commentary and jump off. And they skyrocket 150,000 views in two hours. <laughs> I used to have to tell people this. I used to have to lay it out and organize thoughts and come up with the concepts and come up with it tricky and censor and, and censor the words that I wanted to say. Now the guy comes on like this. The video shows up. The video, the content creators now show up like this. God bless you guys, too. And get your bag. 
they show up like this. All right, we're going to react to this TikTok video. All right, here it is right here. All right, um, here it is right there. I, I was an ex-ho. <laughs> I'm not a hoe anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm definitely an ex-ho. All right, so uh, she said she was a hoe. Uh, and yeah, and then. But I am loyal. So what age did you stop? And uh, yeah, uh, what age did she stop? Yeah. Being a hoe. 25. All right, she said 25. Oh, man. Uh, what is the world coming to, y'all? Uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Kevin Samuels and the Manosphere. And, you know, I don't know what it is, but I'm playing both sides of the argument. Man, this is crazy. All right, subscribe to my channel and uh, uh, send, me, send me a thanks, super thanks, and, and share the video. All right, we out. Yeah, we out. <laughs> That'd be the whole video. I'd be like... <laughs> like that's the whole video i'm like damn you didn't even come up you didn't put no time stamps you didn't you didn't lay the shit out you didn't have any rules you didn't have any references no references no mention of other content creators that have put themselves on the line nothing <laughs> oh man i'm like god dang bro they be like, man, you the OG in the field. Thanks for it, man. Thanks for sharing this video, man. You the smartest man in the manosphere. I'll be watching like, the fuck? <laughs> mm. Yep, 150K views. Oh, man, we, we appreciate what you shared for us. I'm like, he didn't say nothing. He basically just repeated what the clip was on TikTok. But, but no hate, no jealousy. I know. No hate, no jealousy. Matter of fact, these dudes be showing the same clip that I show in the morning. Then I come back at night. They made a video. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up. That was the clip I showed during my show. But that's neither here nor there. Hey, we all got to get a bag. Go on and get your bag out there. <laughs> get your bag if you need to. 400K subs, 150K views in two minutes. <laughs> I'm like, yo, all they doing is showing reaction videos. But the whole point of it is was not to hate on them. But the whole thing about it is when I started, there were no clips. When I started, there were no clips. We had to come out here and say this word for word, what our experiences were, what other men's experiences were. We had to reference, uh, you know, social experiments, surveys, uh, ec uh, uh, what do you call it? Academic uh, research products. We had to do, we had to do all the research and be like, there's an article by this by Harvard University. Nah, they just come in, show the clip. Mm. <laughs> but look, thank God. I want to say thank God because now it makes the job easier. It makes the hard easy. It makes the job easier. Shout out. Oh, man. Somebody said, I see it too. It's so crazy, man. I'll be like, what the hell, man? All right. Shout out to my man, uh, Grease Man, Texas. He says, keep up the good work, brother Greg. And thanks for talking about the world's events. If folks stay on the outside looking in, he says, none of these world events would be of no surprise. Yes, yes. It, like, nothing surprises me now. All right. Indeed, nothing surprises me. Uh, shout out to, let me see here, one, two, three, four, five, and then we'll get over see a couple of uh, super chats. Spike Spiegel, currently on my lunch break at my job and stacking my ammo money. While I still can, hopefully you can squeeze a box of nine mil out of this. Brace yourself, comrades. Winter is upon us. Shout out to the coach gang. Indeed. All right. Shout out to you. All right. Anyway, let's see here. We got 
KW in the building. What did you have to say, sir? We got four more apologies. He says, also add that the Apple is laying off corporate retail employees. Thank you for keeping us informed of the ish outside of dumbass YouTube beefs. Indeed. You see, I don't reach down to that. That's all Brett and circuits, and those aren't the most important things affecting us. Let me get three more. All right, where we got here? Uh, shout out to Brian says, Coach, tell the people they better get their gold guns and gardens right. Shout out to you. We'll call you found treasures. Get it right, guys. I don't. One thing here, we'll talk about performing and um, proc, uh, procrastination. Is a lot of us think, I'm going to get to it in a minute. Shout out to Big Joker says, I'm a lead building engineer here in Atlanta for multiple building, um, building medical campuses. He says they used to be six heavy XXs that will walk daily around the campus. I overheard one of them sneak this in me one day a few weeks ago saying, oh, he just a maintenance man. I saw one of the girls walking around campus yesterday and asked her, where are your walking buddies? She said they don't work here no more. Mm. I said, what, they get laid off or something? She said, yep, it's real out here. <laughs> and the maintenance man still has his job. Shout out to Big Joker, dude. It is real in the field. I bet you they take some of that maintenance man money now. All right. Wow. Big Joker ATL. Shout out to you, my Lord. And Mr. Gregory Hines says, just went to my car to grab some change and noticed a young woman at my job had paper plates expired September 2022. Yo, it's 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 worse out here than we know. It's bad out here. It's real in the field. All right, get prepared. All right, let me see here. Let's go to Coach Radamus. You guys want to go to Coach Radamus? All right, this is the blue chip mindset. This is why they call me Coach Radamus. Okay, I want you to listen to this. This video, this podcast, this was back when I recorded a separate podcast from the live stream or from the video. So I would do a live stream, but... I only live stream two days a week. And then I will record a podcast. So I only have the audio. I didn't record the video. But this is me in November 2019. November 2019. I want you to keep that in context to what you're going to hear. All right. So let's go ahead and roll the audio. So what's going to change all of this? What's going to be the future? My prediction is this. And you know, I'm Kostradamus. I like to to make prognostications. I like to look into the future and see based on the evidence that I'm presented at the particular time, which is the present, what do I see in the future? Now, my red pill lens, of course, I'm talking about it's just going to burn down. This cannot continue. Civilization cannot uh, afford to have this type of behavior long term. Mother Nature knows best and Mother Nature will have a correction event. And I'm, you know, my red pill lens, I'm like, this correction event is not going to be pretty. All right. That's you guys want to get your passports and get up out of here. Uh-oh. November 2019. What did I say? Get your passports. Remember, passport bros. What did I say? Right. And I was like, I've been saying passport. I wrote this in my book. What? Uh-oh. Nature will have a correction event. And I'm, you know, my red pill lens, I'm like, this correction event is not going to be pretty. All right. That's you guys want to get your passports and get up out of here at some point. Woo. But woo, here we go. Remember, I was telling y'all, I was like, I was the original one. 
you know, I was the original one saying, go in and get your passport. Now, I wasn't the original one, but I was saying this before it got famous. But let's continue. You know, me as a human being, say, say that's the extreme option. Maybe there's another option that could happen. That could be a little bit better for society, that it's not going to completely burn down. And this option might be what happens. This might be the thing that changes it. And what it's going to take, number one, it's going to take a significant correction event. Now, there are a bunch of correction event possibilities here. Now, to belabor the point, you can go back. I'll put the link. I talked to you about single. I talk about simping, the simp economy prior to this. The simp economy, which was meaning the transactional sex economy. Now, I'm going to skip ahead. I talked about feminism, the correction of feminism, religious awakening, uh, baby boomers, the impact of baby boomers. Then I talked about the housing bubble bursting. This is all the single mother epidemic. Now, watch this. I want you to get to this point. Going to keep pumping out future single mothers and criminals and individuals that are born to the struggle, or is somebody going to wake up and snap out of it? What about this one? A massive sexually transmitted disease that I mean, it causes a it causes a plague. So this could be a plague of sexually transmitted diseases, or it could be an actual plague that we see happening in homeless places like Los Angeles. Where the bubonic plague is 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 raging now <laughs> because a plague that was around like 600 years ago is raging in a modern city like Los Angeles. Why? Because of massive homelessness and people taking dumps on the street and the rats, the rats come. All right. So we this is November 2019. By that point, there was no such thing as C-19 that we knew about. All right. But there we are. November 2019. These individuals. <laughs> Uh, talking about a so I'm not laughing at them. I'm just laughing at the the realities of the baby boomers. Unfortunately, these are our parents. But in the next 15 years or so, these people will begin to die off in high numbers. They will begin to you know they will pull down the Social Security administration and the the money that is in Social Security. They 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 will tax the Medicare. They will be homeless in large numbers. Because the, uh, quite honestly, these baby boomers were the generation that ushered in second to third wave feminism. So once these people and this ideology is gone, maybe potentially people will forget about it and move on to better things. Which did not happen. All right, let me see one more. That just changed everything. Okay, that, that's possible a correction event. Somebody who eliminates a bunch of people and causes all kind of chaos or something like that. That's a correction event. Maybe something like in the United States where there's a big push for socialism. These individuals eventually will take over. I believe it's not going to happen in the next maybe 12 years. OK, unless they can spring something here in the next 2020 or the 2024 election. Maybe we're looking at 2028 and beyond once they get their claws into the system and insert socialism that's going to create an economic event or a, a, a sip uh what did i call it a correction event all right so listen listen some of these things have been known prior to me but i was one of the people who were willing to take a bet on this this was before the 2020 election 
This was before C-19. This was before booty pox. This was before people were even thinking like this. In November 2019, y'all was getting jiggy with it. This is before Kobe Bryant lost his life. All right, there's a whole bunch of things that I came up with in the five events, and I hope I, I remember them. An economic collapse of epic proportion. At that time, our economy was thriving. Our economy was thriving, right? We had no idea of anything that was to become in 2020, okay? But I was like, no, we're due time for this. An economic collapse, a religious awakening, which we haven't experienced. World War III, going into massive immigration. Our massive immigration problem was not a problem. I said, that's going to be a problem for us. And then we also have which would be uh, the fifth one. That Why do I always forget one? Which is going to be World War III, mass immigration, the economic collapse, religious awakening, and I always forget one. As it always is. I don't know why I do that. I do that for my own personal good. All right, but it is what it is. Okay, so this is what we're talking about. I've been ahead of the game on this one. Why do I always forget the fifth one? Um, It's going to be, uh, this is going to be whatever it is. Immigration, I already said that. This is the blue chip mindset, immigration. So we, we're having these things. The plague, the plague was one. Oh, so yeah, I predicted it. I said, we might see a massive plague. November 2019, y'all. November 2019, Kostradamus is in the building. A plague. Nobody saw that coming except for your boy, Kostradamus. I was like, yeah, the way things are adding up, there could be something floating around at some particular point. Causes us to change everything we do. He said, lucky guess. <laughs> yep. The terrorism, mass immigration, that's always one. So what, and I said homelessness. I said the boomers are going to go through homelessness and it's going to cause a problem. Well, let's take you to it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take you to it and see if that's happening right now. Black women are going through mass levels of evictions. This is before our current economy. This is before we saw what we saw. Here we go right here. Home activist defends a terminally ill black woman from eviction in Detroit. This is one of the latest things going on here. And as we can see, according to the news here in Detroit, Tuara, Tara, Tora, I don't even know. Tora Brown got evicted Tuesday from her tiny home, a prospect that she has faced for more than two years, more than two years. Okay, but she didn't leave without a fight and a lineup of activists trying to defend her. This is the mass chaos that I said. Okay, this is the mass chaos. A lot of people are aligning to defend this one woman because she says she's terminally ill. We're going to see a video of her and people are saying she doesn't look terminally ill to me. Okay, she's claiming she has a liver failure uh, to the fifth degree, but I've seen people that had less degree liver failure and they look half dead. All right. That, I've seen a person that had liver failure to the point they look like a zombie. All right. They were all but dead. All right. They lost weight. Um, their eyes were jaundiced and whatnot. She has zero signs of it, but people are going to say, but that doesn't mean anything. All right. <laughs> all right. Experience is experience. All right, everybody has a different experience with 50. Okay, all right, keep telling yourself that. Uh, but it says right here, 30 people blocked. All right, 30 people blocked a, a uh, potential eviction of one woman. One woman, and she's a Generation Xer, but let's just say she's a baby boomer. Here it is right here. Let's go to it. Uh, this is going to be... Oh, 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 
This is our current economic situation. So the sheriff looks like the sheriff coming in. She's doing dialysis. Wait, hold on for a second. If if I'm not mistaken, I I might have got it wrong. Maybe she has kidney failure, but dialysis is associated with kidney failure, if I'm not mistaken. Dialysis has nothing to do with the liver, but I might have reported the wrong disorder. So I hold that thought for a second. They're screaming she's doing dialysis. That's going to be a red flag. Dialysis has to do with kidney. Hold on for a second. Let me take a quick look. Let me take a quick. Okay, so I was wrong. It is the kidney failure. She says she has kidney failure, so it's right. I was about to call that shit out. All right, so let's continue. You're going to fucking kill her. Okay, a lot of shame, and so guilt. Need to be right. Sign language. We're going to kill her. We got activists. All right, and these men are just trying to do their job. All right, they're trying to do their job. And uh, look, one black, okay, we got people fighting. One black woman, one. And all the sun husbands out here. All right, and they said, two years of not paying rent. Two years. And of course, it started during C-19. All right, these people have badges. Look at this, look at this, man. And what are we doing? We gone. All right, so this is what we're doing, y'all. Look, so these are the activists blocking the door. And this just looks to be one of the activists here. And we do have badges. I don't know if these are legitimate. I can't tell who the, the, the police are or, or who the activists are. All right, but let's get you this detail. Let's talk about it. All right, let's go ahead and take you to what's going on. This is going to be part of this economic collapse of epic proportions. Now, she doesn't have any children, not married, and this is what you get exposed to because you don't know when you're ever going to be sick. You're going to die alone. But now, this is the woman, allegedly. This is the woman at question. This is the woman that everybody's altering their space for. Let's go ahead and read it. This is Tawak. Oh, and she's got a hashtag. Tara. She's got a hashtag. 44-year-old Tara Brown is speaking out, telling her side of the story of why she was being evicted. As we previously watched, a viral video showed a group of housing rights activists from Detroit attempting to stop Tara Brown, from, uh, who is battling stage five kidney failure from being evicted. Okay, we got stage five kidney failure. All right, as I said, it was liver failure, but I was wrong in that one, so... Let's discard that information. So this is the woman that question right here. This is who we're fighting for. This is who we're wasting resources for. She she's ill prepared for her condition physically and also financially. Here it is. Tell me what happened and how it came to all of this okay. where we're here watching. She looks pretty happy to me and her hair looks fried, dyed, laid to the side. That is not a cheap hairdo. That's not a cheap hairdo, but that's neither here nor there, right? Here we go. A struggle between protesters and police and the bailiffs. So what happened was? Well, as you know, anytime somebody said, so what ha happened was, it's about to be some bullshit. <laughs> All right, it's about to be some bullshit. We already about to know, and she looking misdirection, looking off to the side, pulling her hair, fiddling with her hair. Everything she about to say is suspect as a mother sucker. 
All right. So what, what happened was, yeah, she about to start lying her ass off. All right. Tell me what happened here, Tara. Uh, Cast Community Social Services by way of their executive director. Faith. Again, I, I'm going to play the full clip. Social services. What did I say? Social services is how broke chicks survive. They think social services is a personal bank. All right. I'm a, I went to the social services. Uh, it's just a bank. It's just a bank that they reach in and just take some money out. Uh, I'm struggling. Take some money out. Just give us some money. Um, social services is not free money. Social services is paid by the taxpayers who you then have to obey the law when you, you they just reach in there. Just give me some zaddy. Let me get some big daddy government, big daddy government. Well, the woman at social services, she know her name at the position. These bitches be at the child support office. They know the damn officer there. They know the clerk, the manager, the lead attorney. <laughs> the fuck? These people are parasites at best. Let's continue. Fowler initiated the eviction process against me. Um, that was in January of 2021. I told her I wasn't moving. And part of the reason I wasn't moving is because when I moved here, we were promised home ownership. We were told that we would own these houses after seven years. <sighs> Jesus. All right, they go to white man taking y'all's houses. Uh, you guys got you gotta be the big morons. You're gonna own a house after seven years. Why? Just living there? You're going to pay the rent? Nope. <laughs> well, after seven years, they told me we was going to own it. How? How? Let me see the contract. And this is a whole two years ago. A whole two calendar years. Well, they said if I stay here long enough, I'll just own it. This is how black people get their property taken and claim some sort of oppression, gerrymandering, redlining, redistricting. No, you keep signing up for goofy-ass contracts and not abiding by them and claiming to be the victim well they still in our homes no they didn't steal nothing you didn't follow the procedure all right wow <laughs> what are we doing hey if i stay here long enough i'll own it after seven years your rent's due motherfucker <laughs> jesus but because i questioned the lies that she was telling the public and made reference to the fact that you know if cast gets sued you're putting our home ownership in jeopardy she went to try to evict my neighbor across the street, the person who used to live there. I spoke up about that. Like, it's really like a plantation atmosphere here. Oh, my God. No, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Man. Your rent's due, motherfucker. She said a plantation atmosphere. Do they know how to do this shit? Oh, it's colonization. It's the plantation. It's gerrymandering. It's redlining. It. No, it's contracts. What the contracts say? But the contract, you don't follow the rules, you get dumped out. Now, if you signed a dumbass contract, that was your fault. It wasn't their fault. You don't have to sign the contract, but you did it. You got promised to live in a tiny house after living there for seven years, and you probably got swindled, bamboozled, and hoodwinked. No surprise there. It's your fault. You took the deal. Now they're kicking your ass out because you didn't pay the rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Yeah, you got bamboozled. It sucks. Everybody gets bamboozled and learns their lesson. But you were strong and independent, too, at the same time. Let's continue with this, this woman here. And I mentioned that to her, and after that, she wanted me to go. The lot net across the street went into foreclosure. She hadn't paid the taxes on our houses. I brought up financial malfeasance. So the other woman who got evicted did not pay the taxes on her house. That is a legitimate eviction. That's a legitimate eviction. That's not... That's not <laughs> If you got to pay the mortgage and you got to pay the HOA and you got to pay the property tax, 
you can get evicted by paying the mortgage or the principal. And if you don't pay this, the property taxes, you're getting thrown out. That's not plantation. That's every single person's mortgage because that's how property taxes work. But now they playing the victim. Here we go. I brought up the lies about the financial coaching that we were not getting, and she moved to evict me. And so a lot of the people on, on this side said that you weren't given proper notice of the eviction. Well, people what, on the other side said that you were. Okay, so here's so what I happened. Just, I just want to just kind of uh, get to... What more lies. But So here's what happened. Okay, you're not going to acknowledge anything he said. Here's what happened. Look off to the side. Well, here's what happened. Whatever question you just asked, I'm not acknowledging that shit. Here we go. Typically, and I used to be a property manager, the bailiff comes out and puts a notice on your door and tells you that you have 24 hours to vacate. Okay. I never got that. Okay, you just said typically. Now, do they have to do that? Maybe, maybe not. We don't, I don't know. I can't speak for this. But she just said, I used to be a property manager. I know what you have to do, typically what is done. But she said that didn't happen. But is that the law? Are they required to do so? I'm sure they notified you because it, you're going to be going through this for two years. But let's continue. I was here. What made me start the 24-hour vacating process is this morning somebody shot into my house. Oh. So when that happened, I had started rallying the troops to come help me move my stuff. While we were over here preparing to move my stuff, that's when the bailiff showed up. They just happen to have cameras and everything there. Oh my goodness. All right. People are saying you be she's gorgeous despite what she's going through. You did be despised what medically what people look through. Um it says right here, sounds like they might have a federal housing case on her hands. All right. The fact that she mentioned financial coaching, I don't I didn't hear that. I'm glad we have people out here trying to protect us. Does um here we go right here. She was preparing to move that day. Why were they doing all of that? White folks are fighting more to protect her than black men. Oh man. The fact is, blacks want people to stick for us, stick up for us specifically. People, white people, and other that are non-black. Okay, I, I don't know what's going on. Damn, all those white folks were protecting her respect. Oh man. <laughs> why the black men weren't there they didn't help why the black men didn't help all right but you got you probably said you were strong and independent you didn't need no man weird weird place that we live in all right do me a favor man hit the like button likes are reprehensible let me do me a favor before while you're hitting that like button we're gonna go ahead and take a commercial break we're gonna be back in here with the remaining of the show with some motivational advice for you stay tuned so women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. 
So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? more eviction news here apparently i don't know if this is true it might be a skit coach but a man goes off on wife for not paying the mortgage i'm not sure this is how eviction work but let's go to it straggle and sniggle theater might as well be eviction notice on the front door and look at my wife just in there acting like home. casual just packing stuff up while we getting put out you mind telling me what happened yes i bought the car sitting outside Okay. I bought myself a Chanel bag. You bought yourself a Chanel bag, but and you didn't pay for the mortgage? I wanted to do something. Are you crazy? Myself. Have you lost your mind? Did you really just sit here and tell me you bought a Chanel bag? Meanwhile, we were seven well, months behind all our mortgage. The lights are still on. For who? Not for us? And the next person's going to live in this house? That doesn't serve us any good. You watch TV, there's a remote. You still Where am I going to watch TV at? Outside? On the street? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, man, these skits are getting out of control. Right? These skits are getting out of control. Obviously, they just moved out or moved into another house and they said, let's do a skit. All right, let's do a skit. This seems rather unbelievable, but they're using real scenarios. They're using real scenarios to show you what could possibly happen and what could be people uh, be experiencing coming forward here. But um, somebody shared that with me. But you see, it's just a skit. All right. Let me see something here. We're going to talk about a subject called, um, you guys got to watch out. All right. You guys got to watch out. We do have some correction events here. We also have pay attention to what uh, women may do to survive. Some of the better survival tactics going on here. A little bit of motivation. If you suffer from procrastination, if you suffer from the inability to find your passion, your pursuit, your drive, you may be susceptible to some of the economic collapse issues that you might be seeing. Our brother said he works at a help desk. How do I find it? Well, first of all, one of the things that I tell you about this life, you have to be obsessed about it, okay? You have to be obsessed. First of all, you got to be appreciative of the life that you have. We talked about this the other day. But if you want to find something to pursue, find things that you're obsessed with. That will lead you potentially to something that you can earn money from. If you have a particular skill, ability, talent, interest, or something like that, and you want to do it, and you want to turn that into a financial situation, maybe YouTube, social media, those things, These those windows are closing. If you go to my Money Mindset group on Sunday, that window's closing. The ability to do YouTube uh, successfully is closing. You used to be able to put a dog on a skateboard, all right, and get millions of views. Those days are gone. Now we're getting to the point of production, skits, teams, corporations, companies, okay, production uh, managers, Okay, we're getting far, far. It's the entertainment industry now. So understand that that's how far uh, that's how far we're going in the development of social media. Not only that, social media platforms are no longer paying you the way they have to because so many people are trying to get in. So people are willing to do free work. 
Okay, social media platforms could just remove the financial incentive like Instagram and Facebook or Facebook did or Meta did to Facebook and Instagram. They just removed the financial incentive altogether. So now you're working for free and you got to find ways to now make money off the platform. Okay, so this is where we're going with it. But also whatever skill, talent or parcel ability that you have, you may be able to talk eloquently. You might be able to edit. You might be able to do things. You might be funny. Okay. You might be interesting looking. You might be able to stick your tongue out and it's really long. Who knows what's going to be able to get you a little bit uh, of, of, um, of attention here to earn you money. Let's go into the blue collar work field. Blue collar work field, you guys aren't safe as well. So you got to be on your P's and Q's. You got to get your extra certification so that you're protected from layoffs and whatnot. You got to be actually interested in the job that you do, not just showing up to make money. Those days are gone. You have to be obsessed with it. You have to demonstrate obsession. You have to eat, sleep, drink it, and repeat it every single day. You can't. The days are gone where you can be like, I'll major in something in school, and I'll major in it because it'll get me money. There's women out here now that did that, and now they're complaining on social media saying, I wanted to be the boss chick. I got my degree. I got my townhouse. I'm paying rent $4,000, but now it's a grind. And they really don't like what they're doing. Those days are gone where you have to be able to choose. What they're, they're going away. When it comes to procrastination, all right, we're a procrastination nation. We only worry about things that are relevant when we think we need to worry about them. It's too late by then. If you need some reason to be able to do and accomplish a task or a particular thing, you must understand that laziness, that putting things off for tomorrow, it doesn't ensure that you're going to be able to do it tomorrow. There's going to be other things that are going to come into the in place and replace that task, and you're going to keep pushing it away only to, in an emergency, need to prepare for it. This is why a lot of people don't get things accomplished because they handle things in an emergency. Okay, watch this. I was always said, I always said this to people when I worked in, in places where people needed my help. Oftentimes when the people needed my help, they would come in and say, hey, I have a situation here. And I say, okay, what is the situation? And the situation proceeds to be an emergency. And they tell me I need a solution now. I need to handle this now. Now, what I would tell them is an emergency for you doesn't make an emergency for me. An emergency on your part doesn't create an emergency on my part, meaning I'm doing what I was doing. You have an emergency that is personal to you. Me, I have other shit that I need to get on that is on my calendar. Where should I place this? Where should I put this? Where should I put this issue? Because I have 10 other issues that I plan for to help. Okay. You see what I mean? This, this is the difference between what peop, what's an emergency for you is not an emergency for everywhere else. And then you will find out that these people had plenty of time. They had plenty of time to handle this and they didn't handle it. And it created an emergency for themselves. Now they want you to, because their hair is on fire, they want your hair to be on fire. No. And as men, you can't depend on things like this. You can't wait to the People are outside your door knocking on your door. Okay, so procrastination leads to emergencies. And that would you have to prioritize something that you could have taken care of for, taken care of in place of the things that you need to take care of. Okay. But the big issue is in this world, don't panic. Don't panic. But here's the one thing that I always tell young people, people 
in general. Okay. You must have a sense of urgency about most everything in your life. Like you shouldn't be panicking. When I see people panicking, I think they mismanage their time. Right? Oh, oh, wow. There's really not many things you should be panicking about. Okay? But when I see people panic, it's just an indicator that they effed up their time. Because I guarantee you, they was out there doing the crate challenge. They was out there scrolling their Instagram. Right? And they'll go into uh, testimonies. They'll go into church. They'll go into courts. And they'll be like, well, I didn't have the time. And I was busy. And I had all this stuff. No. You was on social media. You was liking posts. You were, you were, you were sniggling, you were laughing, you were fornicating, but then all of a sudden when shit hits the fan in your personal life, you're in panic. You're in panic mode. You wasted massive amount of times. Well, I was at work and I worked too many hours and I had people make excuses like a mother sucker. And that comes from lack of preparation. And we say over here, luck is luck equals preparation, meaning opportunities. So preparation does increases your chance of luck. So does opportunities. And when you are prepared for opportunities, that leads to luck. When you're panicking all the time due to your lack of preparation, you will be very much unlucky in life. When you're distracted by bread and circus topics, just pearly thing, Trump getting arrested, reparations, Caitlin Clark. All right, Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. Okay, these are distractions that were a lot that, that's going to cause you to panic. It's going to cause you to panic. Doesn't mean I disagree or disagree with any of those little minor issues. I really have a slight opinion about it, but it's not going to alter my life. I know it is. I know it's not, but other things will. But a lack of urgency, a no sense of urgency is what gets people effed up out here in these streets. See, you think you have time, but you do not. You think things are uh, things will handle itself and it will not. Okay, you have to learn, adjust and succeed, but you can't do it on the fly. A lot of people are doing this. Learn, adjust and succeed on the fly. You have to develop habits here. Here's here's an indicator right here. A lot of people think that if there was civil unrest, which there will be, you just don't know where it is. That they'll be ready to run, jump a fence, protect themselves in a grapple and or into in a fighting situation. Uh, be able to survive two or three days, be able to protect and secure the things that they have. When the unrest shows up. Mm. You believe. You believe. That when the shit hits the fan, you'll be able to grapple, wrestle, protect with firearms and ammunition, secure your bank account, withdraw all of your money. <laughs> all right. Withdraw all of your money on time, transact it, push it into Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, run two miles. Jump a fence, climb a ladder. You think you'll be able to do that with no practice. Get some food, get some food that will last you six days to a week and so forth and so on. Let me just tell you. You must practice those situations 
Because when you're put in a situation where you need to accomplish three or four of these tasks immediately, you're not going to be prepared. You're not going to be prepared. If somebody was to grapple with you right now, y'all be out of breath in 10 seconds. All right. If somebody was to come into your spot. All right. Everybody knows what I have over here. If somebody was to run up in your spot and do a home invasion and there's going to be six ninjas. All right. You're not going to be able to go find where your protection is across the other side of the house. You're not going to be able to do it. But people are doing these things out here and I'm going to share a story with you. Okay. You're not going to be able to run two miles in the event that somebody is doing something crazy in your neighborhood, which we've seen. We've seen the school thing happen a couple of weeks ago. You're not going to be able to get up and run two miles if you haven't practiced it. Whatever you do, you must have practiced it. You're not going to be able to uh, climb out of the second floor of your house if the first floor is burning. You're not going to be able to do it until you have an emergency plan, talk it over with your family, and get everybody in the right place so that they're listening, getting instructions, climb down the ladder, and so forth and so on. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck out. And to be able to get your emergency bag and all the things that you need to take care of financially, your passports, your social security cards, your medical documents, your life insurance documents, you're not going to be able to get it out fast enough. You're going to be scrambling around and you got 15 seconds. So this is what we want to talk about. You always must be prepared for these situations, but you have to practice these situations. You're not going to be able to run to Bass Pro Shops and get all the ammo when she hits the fan. It ain't going to happen. And white folks got mad ammo out here. They just going to be going to get the extra ammo that you don't have. Or <laughs> They already got stocks, but you're going to be running up with your debit card trying to get extra ammo at the Bass Pro Shop. It ain't going to work. It's going to be too late. <laughs> I saw people doing this procrastination. When California was going through a little bit of unrest, a lot of people, California people, this is how crazy it is. A lot of Californians ran down to gun shops which is an indicator of some people are dumb, okay? Ring the bell on them. I'm going to tell you how dumb people are. I'm going to tell you how stupid people are. There was unrest before the election. It was the summer of love, and there were partially violent uh, protests going on, partially peaceful protests. People ran to the gun shops in California. In California. <laughs> and they said, hey, we need a firearm. They were lined up around firearm stores. They said, you know what? We need a firearm. They walked in there. Guess what happened? This is how dumb people are. Guess what happened? <laughs> All right. If you're from California, you know what happened. What happened? What happened? This just shows you about preparation. These California citizens, these liberals, these people who voted policies in found out that there was a 10-day waiting period. 10-day waiting period. It's automatic in California. You buy a firearm in California, you can look at it. They'll let you look at it. You say, this is the one. I'm going to buy a box of ammo. And also, I'm going to take this home today. And they say, no, you're not. Come back in 10 days. You know what these people did? They acted like they never even knew this law. What? Why would they make a law like this? I'm like. Bruh. You, you voted for this. 
they intimidated you in the voting. They showed you all these people getting massacred and they said it was because of the gun. And you guys said, yes, nobody should have one. You voted for it in the 80s. You voted for it. You said that's what you want. It would Kate, it would make California more peaceful. Again, everything that you'll get, you'll vote for it. I don't want to hear any complaining. Everything you get, and when shit hits the fan, you'll be like, well, why can't we do this? And I'm going to go back. This election right here, you voted for this. You voted it in. And then you shamed everybody for not agreeing with you, and you protested against it. Yeah, right there, right here, right here. You voted for it. So then they run down there mad that they can't get one in an emergency. Why? Lack of preparation. No sense of urgency. All right? They're not prepared in any situation. Their emergency doesn't constitute an emergency against the law. The gun owners were like, I wish I can give it to you, but the law requires that you wait for 10 days. What is the 10 days? It's a cooling off period. It's supposed to prevent people who want to go on a rampage from going in and say, hey, I hate what happened to me today. I got cut off in the parking lot. I'm going to go buy a gun and go out and hurt somebody, which rarely ever happens. It rarely ever happens. But since California is a violent place, they assume that's how criminals got the guns. Mm. They assume that people got guns like that. They were like, oh, shit, something happened. Okay, let me go to the gun store. Let me get a gun. And then I'm going to go commit a violent act. That's not what happens, but that's what you were sold. And now you have to wait 10 days. And now because you're ill-prepared, when things got a little bit hairy, you ran out there to try to go get something and it wasn't available to you. This is why people are goofy. Mm. Right? Now you got to figure out how to grapple. Now you got to figure out how to use your bow and arrow. Now you got to figure out how to run three miles. Now you got to figure out how to be in condition. Now you got to figure out how to protect and secure your family and your needs based on the things that you invited into the world. Right? You, you asked for this and now you got it. So now that you know the rules, you have to be prepared on law, what you're able to do, and then be prepared for that. Can't just act on impulse. Other states don't have these laws. Some states are developing these laws, and they use some of these acts that happen out in public to get you to vote this way. And then when you want to react, you're not prepared. Understand what is going on here. Some people might say they don't want you to be prepared. And the most bulk of people will be ill-prepared by choice, by vote. And then when they want to react, they'll be ill-prepared. So look, procrastination, sense of urgency. These are important things that you must have, okay? You must be obsessed about something. If you think you want to make money, you want to make money, be obsessed. Get obsessed about something and then get the skill to back it up. Have a skill, recognize your talent. What is my talent? All right, what am I going to do? You can't do it half-assedly. You have to do it whole-assedly, and you have to be out here obsessed about it. If you're waiting for motivation or inspiration, it's too freaking late. If you're waiting for inspiration and motivation, it's too late. If you're depending on motivation to get your ass up, it's too late. Because your competition is obsessed with what they're doing. Your competition eats and sleeps what they're doing. And you, on the other hand, are waiting for to be motivated and inspired for somebody to light a fire under your ass to get it going. It ain't happening. I'm sorry. It ain't happening. <laughs> You're going to be behind the eight ball. 
Coach, how do I make money? You better figure out what a skill you have is or ensure that you develop a skill, a skill that will be here past AI and chat GPT that makes you irreplaceable. Then realize what your competition is. Every business plan does this. A business plan requires that you get what they call um, slipping my mind. It begins with the C if somebody can help me. Uh, they do this in housing purchases as well. If you want to sell your house, you're supposed to get at least three to five comparables. I believe it's something related to comparables. I, I'm, I, it's slipping my mind. There's a specific word. Comps. It's comparables. Comps. Right? So you're developing a business. You're supposed to get comps. Know what your competitor is. Comps. Comparables. All right. Which you say, okay, these are my competition. Okay, what makes them successful? What makes this one not successful? Okay, know what the comparables are. Then you say, this person, these two comparables, their people are, are obsessed with it. No matter how much money they make, they wake up every day obsessed about it. These two people are losers. This person right here is doing it half-assed because their father handed the business, the book of business down. Well, who's the most, who's the biggest threat? The people who are obsessed, the competitor that's obsessed about it. They're the biggest threat. Because no matter how much money they make, they don't stop. And you, no amount of begging is going to get them to stop. That's your comp. Okay, you selling a house and you say, I want my house to be $850,000. What do the comparables say? <laughs> right? You just can't throw out numbers. The comparables are going to dictate what your, your housing price is. So take five houses that just recently sold that are similar to yours. That's going to tell you what your price of your house is. But if you just use the motion and say, I put in eight hundred, I put in $100,000 worth of work. I love this house. It's the best house on the block. It has the best position, the best location. It means nothing. You got to look at the comparables. You got to look at what the competition did. What was the closing price? How long did it stay on the market? What was that? Why, why did it sell? Why didn't it sell immediately? Why did it sit on the market so long? That's going to be how your situation is going to turn out. Okay, same thing as uh, doing this. So now, not only that, habits dictate your outcome. So not only do you have to be obsessed, you have to develop good habits. If your habits are bad, you ain't about to make no money doing nothing. It's not. You're not going to make any money. You got bad habits, you're going to ensure that you're going to destroy yourself. This is why this thing about giving people free money with social services and through any other little repair program that you have going on, doesn't mean anything. The habits are bad. The habits will dictate that you will fumble this bag. And I would suggest that you pursue uh, making good habits through educating yourself, not through education, through educating yourself to ensure that no matter the circumstances, you can actually win in here. Some of you guys are prepared to lose. Number one, you set yourself up for failure by pigeonholing yourself in one particular form of employment. Number two, you will dictate uh, your skill level or your obsession will dictate you ain't getting shit and your habits are going to dictate that you ain't going to be pre prepared for anything, right? You, you procrastinate. You only react in an emergency. Men, this information is for you. This information is for you. What are your habits on a daily basis? That's going to dictate where your money flows. That has to do with it. It doesn't mean it's all that has to do with it, but it's going to, it's going to dictate how successful you're going to be in, in order to position yourself to earn money you have to position yourself to earn money 
But if you're around losers, you're not going to earn money. You're not earning money, right? Or you're not going to earn opportunities, get opportunities to earn money. You hang around people who have a victim mindset. Forget it. Forget it, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, th these things are going to put you hang around that woman that's going to get evicted. And all of these all of these women talking around, oh, and this and that, and I'm supposed to do this, and I'm a victim of that, and I got health issues. I got mental health. These people are capital L losers, period. Capital L losers. Now, if you want to sit in the corner and be mentally depressed, have at it. That's one less competitor that I got to worry about. <laughs> That's one less. If you want to be sick, go ahead. Listen, you can't control that shit, but you sick today. All right. Well, that's one less person I got to worry about. I'll worry about when I get sick, when I get sick. But if you have victim mindset, victim mindset is a crutch. It's a crippler. I'm sorry, man. You can't get me on that bandwagon. I mean, there's certain things I might be a victim about, but for some reason I'll fight before I go out there and say it's bad. So when you say, well, coach, you a victim about the family court, you see me out here fighting every day. You see me out here exposing it every day. Just wait till the documentary comes out. You see me out here fighting. I'm going to fight the family court until, um, even until my kids are going to be of age where it's not even going to matter. I'm going to be exposing judges left and right. That's going to be my mission. I'm going to be walking up in courtrooms. They're going to know my name. Oh, God damn, he in here. I'm going to be putting their names out here and telling you what they've done with notes, with locations and whatnot. Yeah, they're going to be pissed at me. That's going to be my mission. I'm obsessed about that. I'm obsessed about it. As soon as I get free from the potentials of trying to being ruined by baby mama terrorists and whatnot, that's going to be my obsession. <laughs> I'm going to be out here doing that shit, all right, just so I can show what it is. And I will do it at the face of whatever. <laughs> I'll do it under whatever it is, all right, but it is what it is. But by that point, it won't even matter for most of you men. It won't even matter. All right, you guys are so behind the eight ball, it's impossible for you to ever catch up. You guys are so beyond the eight ball that it's impossible to catch up. You need to do an entire 180 degrees turn, pivot, and redirect your mind into what matters. It is what it is. <laughs> Somebody said, please don't go to Memphis. It's, you guys are already behind the eight ball. You're too much of a victim and have no power to even do anything. So much so that you got to ask people with power to come help you. You got to ask people who gave up and sacrificed and risked to come help you. I got to reach all the way down to the bottom of the crab barrel to even give you an opportunity. And even then, what I'm probably going to get is you nip me on the hand with your little crab claws. Have you noticed that? So watch out. Okay. While I'm trying to help you out of the crab barrel, I got 50 crabs nipping at my damn arms. <laughs> all right. So first of all, what you need to do is remove yourself from the bucket. Yes, it's difficult. All right. Look, I got to catch up on some super chats before we get far behind. Um, anyway. Where are we at here? Infamous, did I get you? He says, this is why the left is so hyper- uh, so hyper funny masculine men, mustache men. I don't know what this means. This is why the left is so hyper funny mustache men. Oh, I get you. He says, uh, 
because in the collapse, the people will look for someone to bring the good times back. So they will uh, want to crush that mentality now, hence Trump. Yeah, we had some good times under him. I can't, you know, deny that. People will deny that. I mean, we got some bad times now. All right, but yeah, man. Abel returns to eating. Stop denying him in monk mode. Mike Pence rule and vasectomies will eliminate 90% of all men's problems. All love to my coach. Monk mode is undefeated, man. It is undefeated. If you if you need to rehab your life, go on a monk mode mission. Bunta, GT3, he says, sleep with enough women. <laughs> You'll realize how foolish it is to make it even a small part of your focus in life. Free agent lifestyle for life. They're just an accessory. <laughs> I saw someone with doing the shorts video and they were like, they were like, women are a byproduct of, of, of success. And I was sitting there like. <laughs> I was like, damn. Nobody ever clips my shit and put it on the Internet because I swore I said that. <laughs> I swore I said that shit. I was like, interesting. But I know people have probably said it before me, but. You know, I'm a I'm a very visible person. I have enough. <laughs> I was like, hmm. But anyway, shout, shout out to all the people here. Shout out to the new improved black. Nine, 1776, been watching since 2019, was going through a divorce struggle quite a bit. Just now able to donate. Don't forget to do Biden out here. Go get yourself some Biden. Go get yourself some Biden, man. Hey, man, shout out to the men who go through divorce struggle. Um, guys, people will ignore men going through divorce. And they will chalk it up as to your fault. But until they go through a divorce or they go through some sort of court issue, people are going to ignore you, man. Then they'll realize what they're up against. Shout out to Mo Bigsley. They are, he says, they all moving towards transactional relationships and the price is going to drop. Shout out to the coach gang and just paying tuition. By the time women figure it out, the price is going to collapse. El Chino says that TikTok reaction took me out, coach. He says, but I definitely appreciate the research and structure of your content. Hit me with the my favorite. You can hate me now. Your new favorite. All right, shout out to you. I gotta play it low because you know they'll they'll get me. Indeed. All right, shout out to Rob Sawyer. Says things are only gonna get worse. He says, learn a trade that supports the infrastructure like welding, etc. Leave the strags alone and move quietly. Lessen the blow. Guys, women are the least important thing going on in a man's life right now. They're the least important. Sorry. Sorry. And they're purchasable. I mean, you can rent them like, like crazy. They ain't going out of style. Women are not going out of style. I'm just letting you know. They're always going to be here, guys. They're not the most important thing going on right now. At all. You can go get you one very relatively simply. It's a simple Guys, there's other things that you should be applying your world to. I know, man. Game dating coach is going to be pissed at me. No, nah, man, it's a numbers game. No, nah, dude, if you're running around playing the numbers game in this economy, you're a moron. You're a moron. What is the best that's going to do for you? What, what is the best use of your time right now? World Reason says, Coach, where is your DeLorean or is the 9-11 your time machine? Shh. <laughs> All right, don't tell him, man. Don't tell him where my time machine is. LaWar Moore says, behold, the barbarian. I was saying the barbarian is at the gate long time ago. People were like, what? What do you mean, coach? Who's the barbarian? I was like, you'll find out. You'll find out. 
I don't know who the barbarian is. I gave you suggestions. Everybody was like, is this some sort of racial? Are you being racist? I'm like, I'm not being racist. But the barbarian is going to show up. And what's the significance of the barbarian, right? People start saying uh, winter is coming. I think Kevin Samuels adopted or borrowed the term winter is coming. Well, I was saying the barbarian is at the gate, right? And uh, the significance of that is you don't know who the barbarian is. You just hear the barbarian knocking at the gate, wanting to get through. Some people will ignore the barbarian. Well, he ain't in yet, so we don't care. Now, when the barbarian comes through the gate, that's when people start wearing. Their hair is on fire then. And the significance is our barbarian does not negotiate. That was what the phrase meant. It, a barbarian does not negotiate, meaning that once the barbarian been knocking, stalking, coming to the gate, knocking, trying to get everything in, the Trojan horse, trying to bust through, you've been protecting, stopping the barbarian from coming through. Once the barbarian comes through the gate, there's no negotiation. That's the point. So then what people start saying, oh, we need to sound the alarm, right? Oh, we need to come up with the solution now, right? Coach, what do we do now? <laughs> there's By that point, it's over, guys. Forget it. There's no solution. Now you have to protect yourself. There's no community now. Well, what we should do is develop a community of people. The barbarian's in the gate. <laughs> the barbarian's here. And then you want to go up to the barbarian. Sorry, Mr. Mass Barbarian Killer. All right. Sorry. Hey, Mr. Barbarian, what do you think we could do to stop this from happening now? Mm. Too late. <laughs> it's survival mode. There's no talking to the barbarian. Barbarian don't care. That's the significance of barbarian is at the gate. And people want to know who the barbarian is, what political office it is, whether it has a salami or a vagina, whether it is, is a trans. Does that matter now? Does it matter if it's a trans barbarian? It don't matter right now. Barbarian's kicking ass. Does it matter if it's black or white? Don't matter. And don't think you're going to appeal to it because the barbarian looks like you. Hey, barbarian. Oh, you're a black barbarian. Well, we black too. It ain't going to matter. It doesn't matter if the barbarian is rich or poor. Won't matter. Barbarians don't give a damn. Barbarian is hungry. <laughs> doesn't matter if the barbarian's a male or a woman. Don't matter now. Barbarian's in. That's where we are now. None of the things that you think will matter will not matter when the barbarian kicks in the door. Once they got the, once they circle the wagon, once they get in with what they want to get in, once they get through, you better be prepared. It's not your agendas are going to mean shit. That's the significance of barbarian at the gate. <laughs> okay. All right. Barbarian just trying to get through and get what it wants. And that's it. You better hope it gets in quick so you can adjust or whatnot. But I was doom and gloom, right? All right. Shout out to Newski says people have emergencies and want me to drop everything and help. I have weekly, weekly budgets and you ain't in it. You'll have to wait. Unorganized people shaking my head. Yep. Oh, I need $500. I need $300. I'm like, my monthly budget has already been established. I, I can't, I can't go against it because I've already kind of pushed the money over here and there. Right. So. It's not available to me. And no, I'm not using my credit card. So I don't know what to tell you. I always told my kids that too. I said, look, do not surprise me in the morning telling me you need something for school. You probably know what you need for school. And if you prepared and you looked at your notes, 
you probably knew when you got home from school the day before or the week before. You probably knew this was coming, that you'll need something. Don't tell me that I need to stop at the, the store to get this or pick up that. I need 50 bucks. Don't tell me then. Don't tell me in the morning because my schedule is set for the morning, meaning I know when to get you to school. I know when I need to start my job. I know when I need to, and 30 minutes is going to throw me off. Do not tell me last minute. So this is me trying to get my kids to prepare themselves and then know the consequences of lack of preparation, meaning, well, I can't, I don't have time for it. I'm sorry. You didn't prepare and it's not an emergency for me. My day is already dictated. Now in our world today, that's called bad parenting. This is how sad our world is today. Because when you make the kid learn their consequences or you tell them, look, I tell I'm a snap on you if this happens and I'm going to make sure you learn a lesson from it. Then they use that type of parenting against you. Guys, there's a particular amount of barbarians here that have circled the wagons and they circle it so well that you've lost your kids. You've lost you lost your parenting ability for your own kids. Now, when you send them to these free public, again, free public schools, you can't even dictate what they teach your kids. This is a bigger plan. This isn't just happened yesterday. They've actually got to these particular places to weaken certain areas so that it's only going to take a feather to destroy the whole thing. Everything is weakened and they got exactly where they want. They got everybody where they want them. That's why it's so easy to push these other things through. Damn, how are they doing it? Every other structure is weak. It's a version from within. It's a version from within. This is a very well-organized plan, patiently organized and constructed around you. So now, in order to prevent it from happening, you have to unwind 70% of policies, laws, elections, and agendas. You got to unwind that just like that. All right. And you can't do it because we're dependent on social programming and social services. We're dependent on public schools. We're dependent on the government. We're dependent. They're always our solution. And when you depend on them, you only give them. Listen, I don't blame the government. Because people like the government's evil. All right, whatever. I don't blame them because in every situation. And I hope you guys are listening to this. This isn't what you tuned in for. But every situation calls on people who are looked at as a resource or help to capitalize on your need. I hope this is making sense. Whatever you're asking someone for is creating a dependency on that person. Thus, nobody's here to be nice. So I'm not going to do something for you to be nice. And if you're expecting me to, well, then that's your error. But what I will recognize is I have the ability to capitalize on your need. This is only human nature. So that if you are always requiring need from me, I will figure a way to make sure I get a return on my investment. And I might stretch that out maybe 10 years that you might not notice it immediately. You might not notice that you're, that, that your dependency is making me get a return of investment, but you're willing to take the sacrifice. For instance, when you took the stimulus check out of need, I actually been able to do what? Manipulate the market 
as a result and understand that your need is there. So I can actually say, I'm going to give you $2,000 and then just give you 1500. You don't revolt, but your desperation and your need made you take and cast a check. As a result, inflation went up 2.6% as soon as everybody cast the check. And then inflation went up and out of control ever since that day. So that it wiped out even the benefit of the $1,500 you received. But most people, this is over your head. Most people, this is over your head. So that need put me in a better position to do what? Control other areas, get a return in my investment. Okay? And then allow me to also get some money to disappear. I printed out some money for you, but I also gave out money over here to my friends. I also gave it out to these people over here and they gave 10% for the big guy. But you guys were so desperate, you took it. This is how things work. And this is only getting out of hand depending on how many people are desperate and return to the people, return to the people assuming that they're here to help you, but they're here to create an environment where you're dependent on them, that's more beneficial. So that's the return of investment. You're dependent on them. Thus, you will do their duty. You will do their duty when asked and called upon. See, this is how I look at things. This might be over your head. I see people leaving the stream, but this is how it works. It's not feminism, guys. Feminism has been a blessing to men, and it has cursed women. It has actually pigeonholed them into a position where they are more dependent on the people who created the scenario. It is what it is. The way you defend yourself is to monk mode, remove yourself from that, not hope that you can beat it through policies and court and marching and tearing down the family court. It's, it's gone, guys. The opportunity has gone. We're too much ingrained in it. Now they have them painted. They paint themselves in a corner, believing they're independent, and then they get evicted from their houses, and then 30 men have to come and have a blockade for them. Hey, man, I don't feel sorry for you. I don't feel sorry for you. That's the life you chose. And no amount of sign language and no amount of guilt is going to make me go run out there and protect that woman. She chose her protector. The protector turned against her. The protector used her need and turned it against her. It is what it is. And that's what we've asked for. Newski says people have emergencies. I got it. Undark says for real, as they say, be ready so you don't have to get ready. Be ready so you don't have to get ready. That's what my uncle used to say. MC Hamster, years of bad habits equals no quick turnaround. Do the work. All right, stuff. Conversations like this. Conversations like this. People don't like this. People don't like that I would have this type of thought. They don't like this. You're uncomfortable with it. Number one, if you're a normie, an oxygen thief, a knuckle dragger, you're completely uncomfortable with this conversation. You think this is some sort of conspiracy theory I'm talking about. No, this is how things have been done in every civilization and community that has ever existed. The bit, the difference is we were given the opportunity to do better. In America, we were given a republic. We were given capitalism as an economic system. Some of us were crippled by capitalism or disadvantaged, but many of us were given the door open. The, the door was allowed to be open. And some of us took advantage of it. Many of us did not. We have the benefit to be able to create whatever we want, at least to the point of when we have to pay taxes. But many of us didn't take advantage of the situation and we chose to be beholden to a government. What, what do you think the government's supposed to do? They're supposed to, like every other government, take advantage of that need. Period. 
I don't feel bad. I don't feel that they're evil for doing it. That's what I would do. <laughs> That's what I would do. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Hey, if I was in power, I would do the same thing. No free lunches. The 48 laws of power, law number 40, despise the free lunch. But nobody listens. Nobody will listen. Okay, well, I'll take advantage of the need then. I'll take advantage of your ignorance. I'll take advantage of your lack of preparation. Absolutely. <laughs> it is what it is. Shout out to MC Hamsters. And he says, uh, Steven says, uh, damn, $300 super chat. He says, I need to put in Monday through Friday CGA work. Thank you, brother. All right, Bob Southie says, struggle, endure, contend. For that alone is a sword of one who defies slavery and death. That is Skull Knight, free agent lifestyle for life. Yes, struggle, endure, contend. Guys, you got to go through a struggle period. Anybody who does not want to go through a struggle where on the outside you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, I, I cringe for you. I pray and I hope that you will endure and accept struggle that you will go through the fire as an individual, not as a collective. You will go through it. And at the outside of that, you should come out shining like a diamond. You should come out as strong as iron. But many of you accept your struggle, accept your fate. You develop communist communities, communities, a group of people that have accepted their fate only to depend on savior from people who are monopol or, or um, capitalizing off of your need. I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I, I'm trying to tell y'all, uh, but you want to be a victim. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I do believe in sink or swim. <laughs> That's what I believe. Sink or swim out here, yo. Everybody can't be saved. Do not, hey. Everybody's not rising up together. If you believe in that mythology, you're misled. You're severely misled. That's not how it works. <laughs> you must save yourself out here. And thus, if everybody had that mindset, we'd probably be doing better now. Coogee sweater now. Let's talk about this. Let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show because people, that stuff goes over people's head. People are ready. And I'm not debating anybody on this. Just letting y'all know. I don't have time to debate y'all on any of this stuff because I'm not an economist. I'm a realist. I see what's going on here. And I tell people, you got to get it going. It's time, man. There's no more time for holding hands and marches. There's no more time for you guys who missed out on the civil rights movement and the marches to go ahead and do your own march. We don't need any marches. All right, you missed it. And you know who didn't miss it? Jesse Messy-Ass Jackson and Al Sharpton and all the remainders. They got their money. They got their greedy hands on it. If you want your reparations, go knock on Jesse Jackson's door and Al Sharpton. Both of these men are worth $10 million or better. They seem to have got money out of their situation. Okay? Go see Gloria Steinem and all of the people who were doing what they were doing. They seem to got paid. They seem to got their equal pay. You just didn't. <laughs> So there's money there. There's money to be made. They found a means to make the money, but it somehow didn't trickle down to you. What you'll learn is, and this is heavy talk again, what you'll learn again is the system where you think a community engages to rise up, but we're not even linked together, doesn't exist. You guys think capitalism has corruption, and it does. One of the reasons we're in our position, it does. 
But you know what's an even more corrupt system? Community systems. Community systems are highly corrupted. Where people can get together and so-called band together for the better of the unit, but oftentimes succumbs to a person that comes in and they take a lot more off the top than you thought. And then you have to now depend on the fact that you can't defend yourself or reach these people who have somehow moved up on the top of a mountain in a castle, put posters of themselves everywhere as your defenders and taken 80% off the top. Mm. Yeah, it's way worse, right? No system has thrived under it yet, but you still believe that this is a savior system for you. And I'm just telling you as a man, as a man, yeah, BLM, classic example. They were trained Marxists, anti-capitalists. Soon as they got money in the bank, they turned into capitalists. <laughs> right? It is what it is. Indian, well, Native American reservations, same thing. Right? They got their reparations. People think, oh, the Native Americans got their reparations. No, a portion of them did. <laughs> okay? All right, but if you go and look at reservations, they're very, very poor, and they still have alcoholism, alcoholism, and they have single mother rampant hood. They have uh, illegitimate children. Rampant. Yeah, there are some people that there are some tribes that got their money and they got the casino and it's trickling down very short, very small. It's not trickling down to the entire community. It is not. I've been on reservations. <laughs> I've been on them. I've driven through them. I've stopped at gas stations. I've been through them. It's poor there. It's poor. They're beyond poor. They're below poor. And they're in places you'll never get, go through to even see it. But they got reparations, right? Yeah, it didn't help all of them. It did not. It helped some of them, but not all. <laughs> all right, but that's 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 what you think is going to happen in that savior mindset of where you think this is this is going to uh, be your thing. It's, it's, it's not it. I think the best system for you is to for you to find within yourself the strength to make a sacrifice, have an objective, a goal, become obsessed about it, that's going to redirect you faster than any of these hope strategies. Yeah, these hope strategies that have been proven to be failed strategies, altogether failed. And that you think that this system over here is the evil, which there's evils in it, it's not perfect. But if you think you're going the other way, there's no chance to come back to what was what could have been better for you, right? You're going to go the other way and protect everybody and rise up as a people together. Um, it's going to be difficult because you've already been weakened around you this is too much let's get back to some mickey mouse shit yeah right this is too much and no i'm not debating anybody cga does not debate all right i'm doing no panels all right my proof is in the pudding everything i say comes to fruition <laughs> all right all right i don't need to debate all i i have time on my side i don't need to debate i have time on my side all i have to do is say okay just wait <laughs> And everybody, I, every time I say, every time I say, listen, just wait. All right. CGA said I had a professor, an economics professor, come on my show two years ago. And I said the United States, potentially the dollar, might have a competitor to where it doesn't make it the economic power anymore. And I was basing that off a little bit of research that I did. A book came out called The Changing World Order. And we had a PhD degree individual come on my show wanting to debate me. And he was like, this impossible, impossible. Now, you got to remember, crypto was just kind of getting on fire again at this point. 
There was no bricks. There was no potential for a WW3. None of that was on the horizon. And I was willing to say, I'm taking this bit of information. I'm going to share it with my audience. This guy jumped on my show. He don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. You don't have no degree. You don't have no education, no certification. You have no clue. The dollar will always be undefeated. Okay. Well, I said, well, the British Empire once was the power economically. It was the world power. Not only that, it was the naval power. It was the military power. Not only that, the British Empire owned two-thirds of all of the land above water as early as, as late as the War of 1812. <laughs> that was how they were the power. I don't give a shit what your degree says, but that power was a certain that power was jumped over. Then World War II happened and the United States became the power. And I said, well, looks like time's up. Is it going to be is being the second economic power bad? No, because the United Kingdom's still fine. They're the second or the third economic power. But people were like, no, nah, the dollar is going to be good. And I was like, okay. Here we are right now. <laughs> With his PhD, where are you at, brother? Please, I, I love it when I talk about this. And people be like, you're crazy. I never hear from them again. When this shit pans out, I never hear. Where do y'all go? Why don't nobody ever say, coach, that was me. You were right. I never hear from them. Where they at? Okay, they never not be watching my show. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've studied empires. I kind of kind of see that most empires have a struggle, and that struggle is preceded by foolishness that the deaf, dumb, and blind has folded in. That's what gets it going. Then you have corruption on top of that. They take it care, they take advantage of the, the citizens' need, dependency on the government. I'm kind of seeing that. Then eventually, what will happen is Based on the corruption, they will take too much from the top. There will be theft, stealing, stealing from the coffers and whatnot. And I see that going on now. I see us being distracted by bread and circus. That is definitely going on. We are divided. I see us that we're divided. So there's a little bit of subversion from within. This is present. It's not that the dollar is just weak and it's easily to be replaced. It's just the conditions that are there will allow it. Then what typically happens is you get replaced as the economic power. Now, shit doesn't hit the fan. People think that all of a sudden, if this happens, we're going to have an immediate collapse. This is not true. What you'll probably have is an increased interest rate. You'll have more poor. You'll have less of a middle class. And you'll have a lot of elites that they'll be untouchable. They'll be untouchable. And that will go on for a period of maybe 100, 200 years. And then the shit will hit the fan. <laughs> But I'll be good. I hope by that time I'll be good and gone. All right, because what you're going to have is adjustment. People are simply going to adjust. They'll adjust and they'll adapt to it. The people will be powerless. There'll be more poverty. There'll be people getting evicted from their homes. People won't understand why this is happening, but you created the scenario behind it. You voted for it. You asked for it. And then essentially what will happen is over periods of time, weak people will become weaker. All right. Uh, weak, weak men will become weak. You'll accept your fate, and then you'll be right, primed, and ready for the picking, <laughs> for the pickings. It, it could happen. Uh, uh, the fall of Rome didn't happen for 240 years prior to the original place of collapse. Right, The original breaking point of Rome was 
there was a 250 year period before the original breaking point and the actual collapse. 250. And that was in the olden days. <laughs> that was in the olden days. I'm assuming there's going to be a shorter window here. There could potentially be a shorter window. And of course, we have defense forces in the United States that will do a very good job of preventing things like this to happen. But we also seen, we've also seen that our military has been somewhat subverted from within with agendas, which is scary. That would be scary. That's why people were worried about that. You're like, why is the military falling for agendas? They also have a recruitment issue. They also have a recruitment issue, right? This is why they hired Jonathan Majors to record those videos and those commercials. To do what? To assist the recruitment effort that may be lacking in the military. So, yeah, we're strong now. But if you carry that on for several generations and you have a recruitment issue that doesn't get satisfied, yeah, I mean, you can become right for the picking, right? So these are the things that you should look at, right? These are not the bread and circus. These are the uncomfortable conversations that we can, that we have to uh, continue to have that are more important than just pearly things. Like, I don't even waste my time. I could have got some views, but just pearly thing is not going to change my life. It's not. Let me get to the finish the super chats and all of this. She ain't gonna do. No, she can do nothing for me. I've already collabed with her. Um, she flew in. I flew her in. No, just joking. She's watching me. Like, no, coach, don't don't put that out there. But she was in the neighborhood. We collabed, and that's been it. You know what I mean? I haven't had a need for her. She hasn't had a need for me. She hasn't impacted my career. She hasn't given me any followers. Not many people came over from her big platform. My numbers didn't skyrocket based on the collaboration. Nothing happened. All right. It is what it is. Shout out to marriage or hell. Nah says show the clip. <laughs> All right. I don't know which one. Uh, XL pro services says philosophical CGA. Indeed. Thank you, man. <laughs> All right. And I, nothing happened between her at all. We did it. We were professional. We talked to business. We did the thing. Uh, we did the collaboration, and she was back where I picked her up from. That was it. Uh, there was not a need for me for that. Shout out to Mud Puppy says the best destroyed scammers look like who? I'm interested. All right, where we at? Daniel says I hit 100K and lost all my so-called friends to jealousy. That's what you'll do. You'll do it. All right, shout out to uh, Limited Potential, and he says for the Junior College Fund. Unlimited Potential, I believe that was. Somebody says, I actually found Coach through Pearl. Shout out to you. Appreciate that. Uh, but I pretty much had the same numbers going in as I did finishing the, the stream. So um, I don't think there was a significant impact. So if you are a content creator and you want to jump on her platform, as content creators, just a bit of advice. Collabs are dead. All right, let me tell y'all something. Wait a minute. Collabs. Wrong button. Collabs are dead. All right, collabs will probably do more harm than good until people know in this space how to manage collaboration. People man people do collaborations and all it does is produce jealousy. All right, so I, I would suggest you just do your own shit. Take care of your own shit. Stop jumping on. Stop thinking. Stop thinking you're going to jump on somebody else's platform and blow up. You're going to get more problems than anything. Because people can say, why you collab with him? 
I'm unsubscribing. I can't believe you associate with them and act like I got background knowledge of that person's life because I sat in somebody's studio. <laughs> like what? I sat in somebody's studio. Coach knew. You knew about him and his lifestyle and if he was married. I don't know shit, man. I came in. I walked in. We chatted for three, four minutes. We hit the live button. We talked. We pieced each other out. Yeah, thank you, man. What the fuck are you talking about? I know nothing. <laughs> All right, anyway. Mr. Hines, Gregory Hines, man, shout out to you. He says, just went to my car and got saw the expire tags woman. Okay, we do have, let me see here. We got two. Collabs are great. Some of you guys found me through Joker, AMS, and all of that stuff. I'm very picky with who I collab with. And it's gotta be on my, it's gotta be on my time. I really ain't, it's not a priority for me. Like, but content creators, if you have a small channel, like my best advice for you is to do the goddamn work. Like I'm telling you, just just focus on your channel. People think that they're actually gonna jump on somebody's channel, and that cha and then your channel as a your channel is gonna blow up by 50k subs. <laughs> no, it is. It's not, guys. You're you're gonna maybe get a thousand subs, barely. People are lazy. Stop trying to call people up and jump on their shit, especially in this particular um, in this particular sphere. Now, if you're Logan Paul and all of these people, yeah, Logan Paul and KSI, y'all might be able to parlay that into something. We're too small. Too small, man. What you should do is focus on making content, like your thumbnail, your delivery, your lighting, your microphone, your ashy-ass skin. Yo, ashy lips. You know what I mean? Get you a chapstick. The prop problem with your content is your lips ashy. Mm. The pacing, talking, delivery, humor, facts, information, education, entertainment. Like these are the things that's gonna make your channel good. Thumbnail. Y'all over here trying to um, y'all ain't investing in no Photoshop. You ain't investing in no editing software. You trying to do bootleg struggle last streaming and then doing live streams for four hours with 15 views. And then you thinking, hey, man, if I collab with you, coach, I'm going to blow up. No, you're not. Just letting you know it ain't going to happen. <laughs> you're not all of a sudden going to jump to my numbers by just doing a collaboration. Why don't you just finish your job? All right, get on your job. Take it seriously and get a damn Photoshop. Yeah, get a camera, get a tripod, get some equipment. <laughs> learn how to talk without going um uh not me uh uh don't sound angry don't get on no damn woke platform i mean come on man this <laughs> is like oh uh, well uh, and then somebody says it took logan paul 10 years dude this right here people think man i've been doing youtube for 90 days and i ain't blown up People haven't blown up for 10 years. They've been on YouTube 10 years and some of them be just hitting a stride. Some people jump on and they blow up in a year. Those are the anomalies. Those are the people, the exceptions to the rule. I want to blow up like Pearl and Kevin Samuel, Kevin Samuels. I was ahead of Kevin Samuels and subs until 12 months before he died. I was always ahead of him. I actually started off at the gate my first six months. My first six months on YouTube, he didn't experience that success for six 
years. <laughs> the first six months on YouTube, I hit numbers that he didn't even hit until seven-year mark. The seven-year mark. I jumped on in six months. That number he didn't get for seven years. Then the last maybe 12, 16 months of his life, he finally passed me up on my main channel. He finally passed me up and deservedly so. But I want you to think about that. It took him seven years on YouTube to figure this shit out. And then when he found his lane, then people discovered him. He found his niche. Then people discover him. And dude, Kevin was a studier. He studied this. He tried. He tried to figure out. He did vlogs. He did uh, car vlogs. He had, dude, he changed up a whole bunch of ways before he found the lane. You got to keep hustling, adapting. And then unfortunately, you know what I mean? It, he, he died before he can actually just experience the success that he achieved, that he worked so hard for. And then what? People start finding his videos from seven years ago. Hey, wait a minute. Whoa, this is Kevin Samuels? Yes, it was because he was out here grinding. He was trying to figure it out. He switched niches about 15 times. <laughs> he felt he switched niches about 15 times. Okay, look, it take that's what happens on YouTube. This shit don't work. It's giving you a little bit. Okay, you use that momentum, switch lanes. This ninja was out there smoke, spraying cologne next week, giving men advice only. Next week, he doing vlogs, putting dudes in suits. Next week, you see what I mean? Don't think it's you, it, you're going to blow up like everybody else blow up, okay, if you're a content creator. And don't think you're just going to use people's platform. It's actually unfair. It's actually unfair that you're trying to jump on people's platform, and you don't have nothing that the other person can leverage. See, this is the same thing as this socialism, this this I, I'll take from you. Thank you very much. And I'm like, what did I get from it? I'm you treating me like a prostitute and not even paying me. You're treating this like a hobby. I'm treating this like a business. And then you're mad that I treat this like a business. And you want to blow up like a business, but you leverage against me. That's un that's not fair. That's not fair to me to just be like begging me to come on my show. And then I say, what do I get from it? Can I ask that? without being treated like a criminal, you want to leverage me, there got to be a price that you pay or return them in, in my investment or just do what you're supposed to do, right? Is to focus on your content and be worth watching. <laughs> Mr. P says a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. That's how it works. And a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. Okay. And uh, Mike in front of Terrell, Mike in front of Terrell over here. He says, and then we're going to go three hour mark. He says, I swear you are my brother from another mother. You are so on point in your understanding of reality. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to hear you. Um, It's refreshing you hear you. Don't it. I believe that's what you meant. And he says, and have so much fun with it. It's a fair. I don't know what that last part means over here. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man. Um, a lot, a lot of people, not a lot of people have, I think, an understanding of events like I see it. 
People don't see the world the way I see it. And this is why I don't align with certain people because certain people have no vision and they don't see it the way they, they don't see the world how I see it. And they were like, well, you look like this, so you should see the world this way. I don't believe that. I see the world completely different. And I'm always not paranoid, but I'm always have a sense of I should position myself a little bit better. And I also know that if I tell everybody how I'm positioning myself, that's to my disadvantage, not my advantage. So if I say, hey, everybody, I figured out how to position myself and I run out and tell everybody that looks like me. Well, how's that going to work out for me? That they don't have any loyalty to me. It's pretty evident that they don't have any loyalty to me. But I just disadvantaged myself. I ain't I advantaged everybody. No. No. Guys, keep shit to yourself. Keep your plans, your goals. Keep everything that you want to do to yourself. However much money you want to make, don't put a cap on it. You want to make 100K a year? Just act like you're going to make a million dollars. Because over time, you will make a million dollars. So I never say I want to make 100K. I say what I'm going to do is going to turn into money that I can't even measure yet. And that's going to create jealousy and envy. But it is what it is. Don't tell these people your business. Faith no more. That's what we're going to call you. The jealousy amongst wives towards their husband is of the Jezebel spirit, coach. Indeed, it is of the Jezebel spirit. And guys, she might not exhibit this earlier, but wives this, uh, have jealousy towards their husbands. Any woman who exhibits this by saying, well, I make this much and you make this much, therefore, the that's out of jealousy. That has nothing to do of how you structure your relationship. You must avoid people like this. When your children come and you have children, your wife will have loved you. But then if your children bond with you more than they do with the mother, your wife is going to throw a monkey wrench in your program. Mm. This is an actual fact. I proved it yesterday. I've been telling you this for a long time. This is of the spirit of Jezebel. And as it presides in the, it presides in the heart of Satan, this is of the devil. But many people have understood this and accepted this. I proved this with Brooke Shields' story. I talked about it with La Llorona. I talked about it with the family court system. It is out of the devil that these women take these men to court. It is not out of justice. It is out of spite and hate and jealousy. It is what it is. But I've been telling you that for a long time. Then I presented the article of Brooke Shields where she said she went through postpartum depression. And one of the triggers were her kids had an attachment to the father more than they did the mother. This is out of spite and jealousy. It is of the spirit of Jezebel. It is what it is. And I warn you about this all the time, but people keep telling me bitter and hurt. People keep trying to prove me wrong and I keep getting proven right. And the society promotes this. It's sad. What do you do about it? People say, what's the solution, coach? Free yourself. Free yourself. Free yourself. Free agent lifestyle. It's the only choice. <laughs> it's the only choice. Masculine frame is not it. Running game on them. Keeping your pimp hand strong. Ain't going to do it. Court's too heavy on them. It's only a matter of time. The society rewards the Jezebel. 
Haven't you noticed? There's no chance in overturning this. <laughs> Have you noticed this? It is what it is. But you can free yourself. But you're dependent on this complex that the woman's going to save you, protect you, and honor you, and all of this. This is very, very few women are willing to do this. If they have to be coached into it and convinced, avoid them. Well, I have to be coached into it. I have to submit to the right man. Uh, somebody has to tell me. Somebody has to give me a job description. I'm going to tell you, avoid it. It's no there's no point. There's too, many, there's too many opportunities for her to do something other than that and to use you as a starter kit, a stepping stone to their next man, to their next job, to their next economic decision. Why would you do that? There's no coaching. <laughs> All right. This show is heavy for y'all, heavy on y'all head. Yeah, dudes be like, you ain't hitting it right. It has nothing to do with any of those things, right? Uh, you, you must ain't hitting it right. Yeah, man, it has nothing to do with it. Eddie says, coach spitting facts today, no BS. This is the blue chip mindset, right? You either have this mindset or you don't. Trust me, the people who have this mindset and have capitalized on this, you're not going to get them to tell you this information. I'm doing this. I have an incentive to do it. I'm not trying to be viral. I'm not trying to um, create a bigger audience by this. I'm doing this because you tune in and this is your reward. The few people that will do this, 90% of you will ignore everything that I said. 5% of you will try, and the rest of five of the 5% that actually take what I said to heart and don't fight me, you'll benefit. Your life will change. You'll benefit. It's what I tell my kids. It's what I tell people that decide to be a part of my life. I tell them this. I tell my parents this. I tell them, you better hitch your wagon to this star. I'm the one. I'm the one person in this family that's going to go. You're going to need me before I need you. The only possible way I'll need you before you need me is if I fall ill. But until I'll cross that bridge and when I get there. At the end of the day, this is the one. And as Roman Reigns says, acknowledge me. New, 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 new world order. If you fight me, you'll be forever in the gutter. And if I ever caught you on fire, I won't even piss the fire out. That's how I work. Accept it, acknowledge me, or you're on your own. <laughs> it is what it is. I've already seen the bottom. It doesn't scare me. I, I've already been homeless. I've already been without house. I've already slept in the car. I've already been broke beyond means. I've already been buried in debt. You think that scares me? Do you think that scares me? I've already seen it. I've lived it. I've been to the bottom. The worst thing I could have had is no vehicle at that point. I really, really been down and out. But I even recovered from those scenarios. I recovered from those circumstances. So you think that scares me? You think having no job scares me? You think somebody told me, oh, well, they ain't going to like you when you say this. You think that scares me? I've already been bad. I've already been down bad. I've lost things that many of you guys would never be uh, wished to lose for yourself. I've had things done to me and people sent for me. I've been through the courts. Courts don't scare me. Lawyers don't scare me. People think they're going to, I'm going to put the court and the lawyers on me. And they can do whatever they want. That's only for a short period of time. What they going to do after that? 
They put some paper on me. And I ain't scared of no lawyers. I'm not scared of no courts. Well, I'm scared of the criminal court. I'm scared of no family court. They can do whatever the hell they want to until they can't do it no more. Then they don't have any power. Ain't scared of losing. Come on, guys. You guys are scared of losing and you're holding on to things that are dead weight. You're holding on to things that are dead weight. Get rid of those things. Free yourselves from those things. Free yourself from these expectations to perform for people who are not giving you a return on their investment, on your own investment. Free yourself from these people. Free yourself from these people. They don't deserve you. And you want to make them understand the power of their decision. Because they will try to find a way back into your life, whether it's positive or negative. But it is what it is. Get rid of these people. You owe nothing to no one. And no one deserves anything. That's how I do it. And that's how I roll. Hey, you can do it and try to bring all these people up from the ashes. It's a pipe dream. You're holding on to things that will not matter in the end and doesn't ensure you anything. Guys, you will walk down. I seen there's a billionaire right now that lost his whole life leaking in the street worth billions of dollars. Tomorrow, they will forget about him. He'll be a memory. His family will bury him and that will be it. You think people care for you and they don't. Not saying this out of hate. This guy got lost his life. Nobody cares. Do you even know his name? And he was important to a lot of people. Sometimes he was probably in the way of a lot of people. Do you think they care? No, they don't. When you realize that, you will realize I'm in this by myself. And anybody else that wants to come in, come along, they better be doing something to help me rise. Not try to compete with me or help me fall. When you do this, it's the absolute most freeing thing ever. And here's what you guys will say. But what if you die alone? I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. It'll be a sad 28 minutes. <laughs> it'll be the saddest 28 minutes of my life, potentially. But it'll only be for a short amount of time. What am I going to do in the rest of these 78 years? I got 78 years, 23 hours, and 10 minutes to figure out what the rest of the life is going to look like. <laughs> anyway, what? Am I supposed to be concerned about that? In the middle of it, I got to do what I got to do out here because this is my one life. Let me finish up these super chats. <laughs> anyway, shout out to who? Bob says, but think about the children and their mother. All right. Out of context. It's out of context for me. And the timing is all bad, but I appreciate the support. Mr. Ant the Great, back to basics. Write down your priorities daily for the most important to the least. And then that alone will cut your confusion in half about what needs to be done. What needs to be done? Guys, uh, yo, man, that right there will eliminate. Like, you just got to shed things that don't matter from you. You're wasting a lot of thought, energy that could be used positively for your own good on something that may or may not happen. Okay, so if you're you're in a situation, you're like, oh, I, I think this will work for our people. 
Guys, that that's, may or may not happen. But what really is going to happen is this life. Life goes on. You could be using that energy to actually get, get you out of an economic situation that that won't even matter to you anymore. And you will realize how non-important that issue is. But if you're on some sort of, you know, crusade, go ahead, but write everything down and be willing to make choices that you can benefit from, but be willing to make a choice to say, I'll, I'll, I'll gamble on not getting a benefit or something, but not choosing to go that direction. Meaning that if I go this way, I might get this. But what I'll say is I'll go over here and I'll definitely get this and I'll get more potentially. I'll go that way, even though that there was a benefit over there. There was a benefit. And there were also consequences and there are consequences over here. But I chose to go this way and I know I'll never get the benefit of that. You got to be you got to be OK with that. You got to be OK with that. What you want, what many men want is you want the benefit of both and you cling on to both and you go nowhere. That right there is disabling a lot of men. It naturally disables women. That's their natural crux. They're always in this crux. Indecisiveness. Indecisiveness is paralysis by analysis. Indecisiveness is one of the worst things you can ever have. Indecisiveness, indecisiveness will cripple you. Make a decision. Deal with the consequences and also deal with the repercussions and also deal with the fact that you won't get the benefit over here. It's fine. It's completely fine. And somebody said, well, you could have got the benefit over there. Oh, well, I'm on here over here now and I'm getting the benefit of this. It's OK. It's all right. But indecisiveness, I will never have. I can't put up with indecisiveness. I can't sleep at night. I can't go to sleep at night. When I'm not, when I have a decision, I will go with a decision and I will take that and I will arm myself with all of the things that I need to arm myself with to make sure I go that path because I'm all in. I'm all in and everything over there is out <laughs> and I don't want nothing over there no more. That's gone. That's yesterday. I'm on to today. Yep. Can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways in life. Take a path and take your ass on it. But you guys want to take a path and well, I'll need a little bit over there from the, no, 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 no. Can't have your cake and eat. Can't can't have it both ways in life. Just take a path. Anyway, Joe Jones says best thing that you can do with your time is make money. He says women think it's watching TV and doing something with her. He says if you don't want to work, wait. If you don't want to work. Do what you like and want. Indeed, do what you like and want. Right? I, I look at, you know, ladies don't like this. I look at cuddling on the couch as a complete waste of time. I can't do it. And if I do it past like 30, 40 minutes, I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is this is terrible. <laughs> this is a terrible use of my time because I know where my talents are and what potentially I may be missing on. I calculate it. But some women need that, and I get it. Uh, but I think it's a terrible waste of time. <laughs> can't change my mind. Shout out to Desman says CGA. What's the difference between the junior college and pay for play? Sounds the same to me. It is. Well, first of all, I do not get on any platform and advocate that you pay for play. All right. In many municipalities, it is illegal. 
and doing things and promoting things that is illegal is not advised. All right. So I would never tell you to do anything illegal. However, however, what I do is compare what you're doing. And there are ways for you to go about getting the same thing you're paying for over here by paying for it over here like this. Your marriage, you pay for. Dating, you pay for. An arrangement, you pay for. They're one and the same. The difference is you're dictating when the relationship starts and ends as opposed to opening a blank check and not having any control over the amount you're going to spend or how long the relationship is. So the benefit might not be the benefit of a junior college girl is that she gets to be able to pay her tuition through the, the contribution of spending some time with me. That is not pay for play because it's no different from dating. You might think it's different from dating, but I don't see it as one and the same. And perhaps it is not even illegal to do something like this. It is somewhat what people have done for a long time. Now, if I go down to Figueroa and I say jump on this Johnson for 50 bucks, that would be pay for play. And I don't advise that. I don't advise that. I would never tell you to go down to any street corner to do anything. That would be pay for play. But if the money goes to a need that the young woman wants, like a marriage, a wife, a wedding ring, an engagement ring, or her monthly rent, it's one and the same. <laughs> it's one and the same. But the reality is all men pay front end, back end, during intercession, intermission, or whatever. We all pay. The only people who don't pay are the dudes that are going monk mode. You see what I mean? Rick Too Slick, Pearly owes black people. We, I think Rick Too Slick is a troll. He owes black people an apology. She's a theft and a vulture. Yeah, that's black people's fault. That's your fault. Why does everybody keep stealing stuff from you? That, that's one thing you need to answer from. <laughs> I know he's trolling, but I need black people to answer this question. Why do y'all keep letting people steal from you? That might be something that you want to address. If everybody keeps stealing stuff from you, that that the, the common denominator is you. All the Chinese, the Japanese, Habibi, the Puerto Ricans, the Latinos, the Mexican, the Raza, right? the Native American, everybody keeps stealing from you. But for some reason, y'all keep allowing it and then figuring it out 180 years later. You draw a map. See this map right here 88 years ago. See over here, we had Harlem. Oh, by the way, did you know that in the Black Wall Street that the majority of the businesses were owned by who? Who do you think? Who do you think? Here's the thing. This is what you don't know. In Black Wall Street, I'm going to hit y'all up with a fact. Okay? I'm going to hit y'all with a fact. And it's a fact that you guys got to do your own research. Who owned... 80, who owned the majority of businesses in Black Wall Street? I'll wait. When you hear this fact, it's going to be an eye-opener. It's going to be an eye-opener. It's going to make sense. Because we always say, back then we owned. Somebody says, I can't handle the truth. Nobody's got it right. Nobody's got it right. But when you hear it, you're gonna, it's going to make sense.
When you hear it, you're going to go, ah. Oh. I haven't seen anybody get it yet. You guys are you guys are going for the obvious, but when you see it, you're gonna go, God dang. Nobody's had nobody's hit it right. And I want you to also do your own due diligence on this particular thing. I don't have time to pull it up. Nobody got it. Nobody's gotten it. Let me see. I'm just waiting. Somebody said Martin Luther the King. All right. This is going back to the Renaissance. Somebody's gotten close. The Renaissance, the the uh tran the the uh not the transatlantic, but the uh the the migration from the south to the north. All right, man. Nobody's got it. All right, I'm gonna hit y'all with it. Thank you. Thank you for guessing. Thank you for guessing. I'm gonna hit you with it. And when you find out, you're gonna go, ah, what was the question? We always talk about uh Black Wall Street, sometimes Tulsa, mostly Harlem, New York. Who owned the majority of the businesses in here? And the answer is people from the Caribbean, the Caribbeans, people from the Caribbean, the blacks that came from the Caribbean up into that area, and they established the ownership. It wasn't the indigenous, slave-oriented Black people who came from the South into the North and then got into a position of power economically. The West Indians, the Caribbeans, the Haitians, the Jamaicans, and so forth and so on. <laughs> and when you see it, big ups to them, <laughs> big ups to them. Yeah, Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey came from the West Indies, if I'm not mistaken. During this time, during this time. So where it's people that look like you, but they weren't your descendants. They had four or five jobs. They came in and they broke their back. They worked. It wasn't the black Americans. All right. And hip hop, same thing. In hip hop, you can see that the many of the originators of hip hop weren't black Americans. Some of the earlier contributors to hip hop and the sound of hip hop was traced back to the Caribbeans and the, the Caribbeans and the West Indies. And many of the early pioneers were Caribbean, were West Indian, were Jamaican. Okay? Do your research on it. Don't take my word for it. What we assume black Americans have done, they haven't done. He said they're not going to like this. But these people have a, had a dramatic influence on our people, our culture, for a long time. And uh, when you look at it, you're going to think back and go, oh, okay, right? It's a tough one. Yep, Cool Herc. Cool Herc was Caribbean. Some of the, your most famous rappers were Jamaican and so forth and so on. All right, just think about it. KRS-One, just think about it. Write the names in there for you hip-hop heads. <laughs> look at it. Look at it. I'm way off on hip-hop. Go ahead and write it down. Go ahead and look at it. He says, I'm spreading. But look, they mad now. Look, pro-blacks mad. Don't go. Listen, remember what I said. Remember what I said. Do your own research on it. Do your own research on it. You'll see it. When you see it, you'll go, whoa. Oh, okay. He said, they just cracked the talk. When you see it, you can't unsee it. 
But before you get mad, yeah, they hating. Before you get mad, before you get mad, do your own research. Before you get mad, do your own research. Um. Anyway. Look, they naming them in there. They naming them. Oh, they big mad now. They naming them. You're naming them right there. You're seeing all the names. But do your own research on it. <laughs> all right, anyway. Where we at? And then what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? All right, anyway. <laughs> look at her, boy. I know, man. Oh, man. They do. Look, like, look at what makes you... And then the evidence is there when I support it, when I support it and I talk about it and you think back. And then I even proved I put one of your heroes right in the middle of it. Marcus Garvey. I put him right in the middle of it. He had his own campaign. He was from he was not a black American. He was not a black American born through slavery, but he was one of the most pivotal men during that time. Right there. Right there. I put him right in square in the middle of it. All right, but many of us, they come from us, right? They're our family, and they intermix with us, you know, and they did what they did, all right? But look it up for yourself. <laughs> Trump is Caribbean. Uh, shout out to MC Hamster says, CGA can cold approach. He has ice in his veins, indeed. Thank you, Brian. See, Augusta says, remember MJ bought up the Beatles after Paul introduced him, yeah, into the business to buy up the royalties. So you were making that point about not telling people what you're going to do. You're telling people what you're not going to do, right? I'm sorry, what you're going to do. And then you, that you, you, I think Paul, uh, Paul McCartney of the Beatles said, I'm going to buy up my catalog and be able to control X, Y, and Z. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney told Michael Jackson that Michael Jackson acted on it. And Paul McCartney was mad to this day, mad to this day that Michael Jackson took his advice and he bought into it. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? So you never tell people your goals. Never tell people what you're going to do because somebody's going to have the ability to do it and do it faster. That's capitalism. Okay. Did you also know, I'm going to hit y'all, the pro blacks going to be real mad, but did you know also that many of your earliest civil rights movements were not fully black at all? They came from descendants of either slaves or whites and they were mixed. Did you guys know that too? Did you guys know that too? Somebody says the B-Boys were, none of the re original B-Boys were Caribbean. Cool Herc is this, Cool Herc is attributed to one of the most, one of the most famous hip hop contributors ever. Cool Herc. Look him up. But did you know most of your most, your, your earliest Civil rights pioneers and or people were not 100% black. When you when you figure it out, it's going to go. It's going to drive you crazy. All right. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Um, Booker T. Washington. W.E.B. Du Bois. They were all mixed. They were all mixed. Martin Luther King. I'm not sure of, but I'm going to just assume he was a descendant. Um. The Marcus Garvey, Marcus Garvey was not a black American. He was a uh, Caribbean. Not saying that they're different, but just so you know, just so you know, we're going to have to give Rick too slick a little bit of a break. He's he's just trolling a little too much. I don't mind a little bit of trolling, but you can't 
you guys, guys gotta gotta be careful, right? Just don't be here trolling too much. Uh, Bob Marley, Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan comes from his descendants is the Caribbean. Thurgold Marshall, I believe, was mixed as well. Um, and so forth and so on. Um, I don't know about Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and anyone. All right, but but just look it up. All right, just look it up. You know what I mean? Like you, when you see it, you're like, wow. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a it's a thing, man. It's it's Rick too slow over here too. We we get a little bit of trolling. Yeah. Oh, a Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Uh, what's the brother from um the Black Panthers? Huey Newton. <laughs> All right, Rosa Parks. Yeah, Rosa Parks was one. I mean. Somebody said Dr. Umar. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. So when you when you when you look at it and you be like, wow, man, like really, it's just like, whoa. Like it's just when you when you measure it, when you measure it, you be like, ah. So when the argument comes up and you wonder why people don't uh, uh, um they don't support the argument, most of them were mixed. They were mixed. They were they're not full 100 percent FBA or what you would say. I'm just giving y'all stuff. I'm just I'm just giving y'all stuff to work with. All right. You can do whatever you want and do your own research or whatnot, but it is what it is. Hey, the reality is the reality. The reality is the reality. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things that you were like, man, these were our most prominent, most vocal members. None of them have a hundred percent descendancy from black American or slaves or any of that. They came from somewhere else. Now, they might have had slave culture there and translate, but they came from somewhere else. They were mixed. They were not American. Somebody said Frederick Douglass. Um, that I don't know. But when you you guys got to, somebody said Tariq has been saying this. Shout out to Tariq. I have no beef against him, but I know he supports like an FBA argument. Um, but somebody said Tariq has been saying this. Shout out to him. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping he was able to open a lot of people's eyes, right? Colin Kaepernick, right? Colin Kaepernick, you know, he's an example of you guys put him up there, but he was obviously, it is what it is. Am I FBA? I'd probably say probably not. I think many of us are not. Many of us are not. Many of us probably are not. And that's a reality that we're going to have to accept. Um, are we willing to, how far are you willing to dig into this? Many people would have trouble tracing their lineage back to that point trust me you, you would all right we assume that we would able to but you're gonna find that there's some first of all most of you guys don't even know who your baby yo you don't even know who your father is let's just start right here let's start right here most of y'all don't even know who your daddy is can we start with that part of the conversation? See, this is where we're going to have to get. I was trying to be nice, but we had a couple of people in here trying to smack me back. You don't even know who your father is. You can't even get his social security number or his census information right now. You don't even know your daddy's birthday. What's your father's birthday? See, I, I'm trying to be nice with y'all, but then y'all be in here acting like like victims. First of all, what's your father's birthday number and his social security? I dare you find it. I dare you. You're talking about finding people uh, 180 years ago. You can't even find your daddy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, look, I'll try to be nice. What's, what's his social? What's his last four digits of his social security? You don't know. What's his last address? You don't even have your dad's last address. What's his last known address? What is it? You don't know, period. So how are you going to trace anything back? Just start with your father. And then ask your mama where your father is. And can she even prove that's your daddy? We got a whole bunch of issues that we need to deal with right now. Get a DNA test on your father right now. 30% of y'all, daddy ain't the daddy. But we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Look, man, I'm supposed to be meeting somebody for lunch. 30% of y'all's father, who you think is the father, ain't even the father. But y'all trying to trace people back and trying to talk me back and rebuke me. <laughs> All right. Okay. For the people who know their daddy, what's your granddaddy's name? Where did he get, where did he come from? I actually have a, I actually went and interviewed my grandfather before he died. Me and my father sat down. I recorded him. My father said, son, I want you to interview your grandfather. And we're going to keep this as a memorable, a memory of him. And I went back and I sat next to him and I asked him questions. Where did he come from? What jobs did you have? You were in the military. What was your job? You served in the war. You were a veteran. I sat down with that man for one hour. And we traced all this shit back. And he opened my whole eyes. Stuff I never knew. I was shocked. Shocked. It was an absolute mind blower. And none of y'all will ever do any of this. I've traced it all of my lineage back as late as, as early as 1860s. I have the documentation. I have the tree. I have the census records. All of that. And I found out information I didn't want to know. <laughs> I was like, well, that put a different light on things. Some of you guys have siblings that don't even know who the baby daddy, you don't even know who their father is. You guys got siblings and cousins and relatives and aunts and uncles that have four baby mamas, three baby daddies. How complicated is this shit going to get? Then you're going to find out, guess what? You're going to find out that some of y'all relatives are related to each other just by proximity. You know what I mean? This is what we're talking about. And I've done the work, so I actually know. I've actually did the work. I've traced it back. I have the records. Uh, my great-grandfather uh, played Negro League baseball. I got his jersey. I got some of the memorabilia that he had. I had the articles that he clipped out himself and saved they were turned over to me by my family because they knew I cared about issues like this and they delivered it to me. I have pictures of him with Hank Aaron and all of that shit. I have pictures of him in his playing days and all of that. I've done the work. I've done the work. None of y'all ain't done shit. You don't even know your daddy's name. So this is why I can talk the way I talk because I go and back up and do the work and I dig. And this is why I could take the position that I could take you, on the other hand, all you have is emotions. And it ain't helping you. Once you find out the real story of your family, I bet you it might not matter. The stuff that you worry about that you can't control won't matter anymore. The stuff that you worry about won't matter no more. You'll get a whole new clarity about what your family looks like. Indeed. But other than that, go ahead. Go ahead and worry about shit that you don't know about, even in your own family. You're going to be like, whoa, when you know the truth. 
So I got it. I've done the evidence. This is why I don't worry about shit like that no more. I'll be like, well, I ain't worried about that because questions were answered. <laughs> not only do you have to do it, not only do you have to do it with your mother's side of your family, now do your father's. Now do your father's. Now do your father's side of the family. Somebody says shoulder proof. What proof do you want me to show? Do your father's side of the family. Somebody says shoulder proof. What do you want the shoulder proof of? Now you got to do the father side. Now you got to do their mother and father side. Now you're going to show. Now you got to do your mother and father side on that side of the family. Somebody said the jersey. I know people don't believe me. I don't get on the internet to lie, guys. <laughs> you guys think I get on here to lie and make up shit? You guys are funny, man. I'm going to show y'all something. Give me one second. Now I got to go to my fake book, all right, which I don't ever go to. My family going to see I logged on, and they're going to be rebuking me in the name of Satan. Oh, man. Maybe they deleted my Facebook. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know how to get to it. But I'll show you. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can get let me see if I can get it. I'm going to show you a picture of my great-grandfather, Negro League player. Y'all ready? Do y'all want to see this? I know, you know, you guys got to get to the point where you accept what's reality and what's not. Okay. But I'll show you as soon as I can figure out how to work Facebook. I haven't been over here in a long time, but I know I do have a photo of him over here. All right. Um, how do you go to photos? I have no idea. Okay. Uh I have no idea how to get over around Facebook. I haven't been here a long time. All right, give me a second. Somebody says, you don't need to prove nothing. No, no, a lot of people are stuck in their feelings. You know, they can't get past their damn nose in the world. And uh, we'll show you the receipts, man. And if you don't want to stay for the show, it's fine. I'll get it. Um, let me see here. I have no idea how to get to photos. Let me see something here. Oh, here we go. Photos. <laughs> Upload. Yeah, I don't use Facebook very often. Let me see here. I know there's a photo over here. Give me one second. I'll do the rest of the Super Chats. Or I'll have to go downstairs and grab the photo because it's hanging on the wall. Uh, let's see here. My goodness. Stuff is buried over here. All right, I wish I could delete the Facebook, but I can't. Facebook's one of those things that you really can't delete. Give me a second. I know the chat's going wild. They're like, come on, coach, you don't got to do it. But I'm going to do it because a lot of people need this to comfort themselves, right? They need this blanket. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like putting a thumb in their mouths because they think they know and, you know, they don't do the work themselves. Guys, you got to do you got to do your own research. And many of the stories aren't even told, right? They, you don't even know some of the stories that have been hidden from you, even in your own family. Oh, my goodness. All right. If anything, I'll have to run downstairs. But but I know I put it up here for the people to for the people to look at. Oh, yeah, it is very deep in here. I can't believe how much I used to use fake book. <laughs> I used to use fake book heavy here. Uh, no. Give me one second. Bear with me. I know I know if you tune off, that's that's completely fine. We're at the end of the stream. Hit the like button on the way out. No, I thought that was it. 
Oh, my Lord. I would have been better off running downstairs, but that would have looked even bad. That would even be look worse. Oh, okay. Found it. Found it. All right. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? The gentleman in the center of that photo is my great-grandfather, Negro League baseball player. Right there. That right there is my great-grandfather. He played first base for several teams. He played in Atlanta. He played in Ohio and so forth and so on. You see that? That right there. That's him. You see on this shirt, it says crackers. Crackers on this shirt. Why does it say crackers? Anybody knows why it says crackers on this shirt? That's my great-grandfather right there. Okay. Yep. So somebody said that's a straight Indian. Again, you want to open the conversation up. Once you start opening the conversation up, you'll realize he's partially Indian. He's partially Native American. So is my grandmother. So is his wife, partially Native American. See, then you start opening up a whole bunch of conversation. Then you're like, okay, so we're Native American over here. It's a whole deep conversation. Why? The reason why it's called crackers is because the crack of the baseball bat. There you go. Jamal Martin got it. Maybe somebody. Jamal Martin got it. The crack of the baseball bat. When it cracks against the ball, there was a team called the Black Crackers in Atlanta, and there was a team called the Atlanta Crackers, which was the white baseball team. So the Black Crackers was a knockoff or a descendant of the Crackers. Now, Crackers in our current lexicon is used as a racial slur against whites. But in baseball, the crack of the bat, everybody, that's what they named the team after. So with that being said, Again, you dive into your past and you start asking questions and then stuff starts opening up. Okay, well, he's like half Native American. What tribe? Okay, and then you have to do the, the wife side, which is my great-grandmother. Okay, she was half Native American too. Okay, where did she come from? What tribe? Then you got to dive deep into that. Boy, it gets deep. It gets deep, all right? And so then you start going, well, what am I? Who am I? You got to accept who you really are as opposed to who you told, who you're told you are, who are you told you are? You're told you're this victim of this person here. And that was your only identifying. I don't believe that. I know that that's not my only legacy. That's not my only descendant. I played a bigger role. There's a bigger history than this. This is why I can be quite comfortable with, with who I am because I figured it out. I did the work, but I don't even know the entire story. You understand? See, once you do this to you know in your, in your own family, then you realize where you came from, and that you might have been wasting way too much time on some shit that you could not control. Anyway, <laughs> whatever they told you you were, you might not even be it. So do your own due diligence. My legacy probably comes from this land as an original, and from another land while I'm an original. But I got to figure that out, huh? What? All right. Shout out about the soldier for God says people at your deathbed are waiting to collect your money. Indeed. People at your deathbed, they only there not to see you off, 
but to get your life insurance. Abel returns to Eden, Hawaii, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, South Dakota, Vermont, and Wyoming are the only states where black men lived into their 80s. Think about that. Mm, mm, mm. So these are some places definitely that you might want to consider going. All right, we got Newski says, what is a billionaire out doing at 2 a.m.? What is he out there for? Well, I'm going to just assume. <laughs> I'm just going to assume it's some shit like that, but I don't know. He says nothing open past 11 p.m., but legs in the cemetery. Life goes on. Nobody makes it out alive. Indeed. Shout out to we got sponsors, and we're going to really get to the end of this show for real. But I hate to disappoint you people. Yeah, somebody says a lot of black uh, Europeans in our blood, too. That's a whole nother conversation. The king of spades, coach, followed Drake's neighbor in his car for two months, came across your platform. Drake's neighbor came across your platforms two weeks prior. And he says, you're making that one show shutting shit down on any further discussions. I put that guy on delete and been coach gang ever since. Shout out to you. I don't know. Uh, you follow Drake's neighbor. Okay. Appreciate you. He says five years, you're senior, but everything you put out has been hard facts. Stone cold facts. Okay. But you must do your own due diligence. All right. And I suggest you dive deep into your family and your heritage. All right. Really know who you are. Shout out to Superman. I'm a single man headed to Vegas. What places do you recommend checking out? Mm, I don't know, man. I mean, you could check out the normie shit. Stay on the casino, stay on, um, stay on, stay on, um, the strip. Uh, but there's a lot of great things off the strip. Like, um, there's a lot of great things off the strip. Anyway, Rob Soros says the money mindset should be called the black pilled podcast series. Straight facts, CGA. Thank you, brother. Uh, Robert Platinum says many census records, 1790 through 1810 were destroyed in the war of 1812, which makes things difficult. But the earlier you get on it, the better, man. So it does make things difficult for sure. All right, Teron McAdams, what's the best way to find your lineage? Um, you know, I would probably start with Ancestry. You can. There's some scams on there, but there's some things that you can help out. I, the way I've done it is, he said, go check out Little Darlings. The way I've done it is that um, there, was a, there was three family members that I touched base with saying that I had an interest in it. They were appreciative of my interest and one of the family members led me to another family member that was the one that did everybody's family tree, right? And so she was like, she has all the info. You need to talk to her. And she lived in Atlanta. Um, and she was like, this woman has been doing what you're saying you want to do. So if you want to carry this on, she'll give you all the information. She sent me stacks of family trees, backgrounds connecting who to who. She sent me photos of my family Photos that's descended back from the 1890s of a family that was a descendant. She sent me all the information, right? Stacks and stacks of family trees. And so she said, you know what you need to do is she said, I've stopped because I couldn't connect people to other people. So she says, what you should do is go to your current family members that are still young and have memories and are alive. Go to them and ask them to complete the family trees. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. You know what happened when I did this? Put in the chat what you think happened when I tried to do this. 
because I'm in my 30s or early 40s at this point. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is a great project. I'm going to go to my current family members and then ask them about their descendant. What, what did you think? What do you think happened? So I said, they avoided you. Yep. They was like, why do you need to know all this? They were like, oh, why, why are you asking all these questions? Why are you trying to ask me about my three baby daddies? Why do you need to know his name? They literally stonewalled me. <laughs> they stonewalled me. I started asking and asking, oh, that's my business. Why you need to know this? I was like, God damn. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to carry on the lineage of my people, my family. I care about us. I want people to know this. So I'm trying to connect the dots. I know you have two baby daddies. I'm not trying to get in your business, but do you know his name? Maybe particularly when the birth baby, when, when, when's your baby's birthday? They was like, they turned, they turned Scooby-Doo on me. They turned Scooby-Doo. They was like, rock, rock, roll. Rock, 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 rock. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Somebody says, yeah, uh, it's crazy. And this is before I even did YouTube. I wasn't even doing YouTube then. So, dude, they to put the stuff, they put the wall up on me. I was like, yo, I was like, this is for our history. This is for our history. I'm not trying to get in your business. But anyway, it, it's a whole, it's a cold world out there, man. They was like, mind your damn business. Yeah, mind your business, son. It's an evil world we live in. So if, if you think it's hard, what I found was it's hard getting information from today. It's super hard. It's even more, it's harder than even getting your past information. It's harder than getting your past information. Getting current information today is harder than getting your past information. You'll be better off going to get your past information than putting shit together today. Now, how's that going to affect your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids? They're going to want to know, hey, my father, my great grandfather was Coach Greg Adams. What's his background? Let me trace it back to his slave days. And they ain't going to be able to do it. Because people don't want to know other people's business. You see? It's harder, guys. It's harder than you think. Newski says, Newski says, uh, he says, I believe all melanated people originated in Africa. Some went to America, Europe, and Australia. So the FBA argument doesn't make sense. Even if you're mixed, you're still black. Uh, we all have dominant genes. Yeah, that's going to be the problem. Listen, that's going to be a major problem because now you're dicing up folks that's supposed to be entitled to something and the others are not. They might have been here longer than you. It's a tough explanation. This You guys need to figure that out, but I think it's a waste of time because most of y'all ain't getting no check. If it, When it comes down to it, you're not getting a check. Mm. All right. Bunta says, you the uncle that can't work that god dang iPhone. I am. Did you see me? Struggling. I was like... <laughs> I hate fake book. Shout out to King of Spades says Drake's neighbor, RC coach. Drake's neighbor, RC. I don't even, I don't know who y'all talking about. Uh, anyway, shout out to Demon Deacon OG. Pretty thug in the building. He says CGA putting up four hours of wisdom. He says, y'all better pay this man. I can't even keep up. He says, and I love when somebody makes this, uh, makes this mad or, makes themselves mad if you thought the godfather was petty for real man hey man you guys gotta you know what you'll do 
before I piss you off. Oh, oh, I see it. Oh, I got it. Drake's neighbor. Okay, it makes sense. Thank you, brother. All right, so you were following Drake's neighbor. Okay, it makes sense now. I got it. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man, it's a better show over here. <laughs> it's a better show. Appreciate you. Who was the original one said that? Shout out. Oh, that was you, King of Spades. Shout out to King of Spades. We'll give you a cup. I'm rich, Oh, man. Somebody said, Coach, it's funny. That's only the family tree. It's not about even finding all the cheating these people done. Indeed. Wait, wait till y'all find out. Some of y'all relatives ain't even your relative by blood. Oh, y'all going to be mad as a mother sucker. Y'all need to let stuff stay buried. <laughs> You're going to be like, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. So those five and those five aunts and uncles. Yeah, you open up wounds, Ninja, trying to get a well refresh. You trying to get a reparation check. You're going to open up some wounds. People like, wait a minute. I got I got 12 aunts and uncles and only six are my blood relatives. Shit. Yeah. Oh, don't even get started. Your aunt is actually your mother. You know how many many you know how many families that you thought your mother was your big mom was actually your big mama and your aunt is your mother. Oh shit. And your uncle is the daddy or the daddy. Your your granddaddy is your daddy. You don't want to open this up. Uncle Ruckus and shit. Y'all calling me Uncle Ruckus. You don't want to open this wounds. Your daddy and your aunt are your parents. Yo, wait, your granddaddy and your aunt are your real parents. Shit. Mm. You know that's going down in the deep, 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 deep south. You want to put your family tree together so you can get your reparation check. Yo. <laughs> you know your grandmother like nah 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 forget about it you like hey grandma i need this to pick up my check next week they get they giving out checks grandma hey we need to we need to we need to cross these lines and dot, we need to dot these i's and cross these t's is there a way you can give me the information and your grandmama like uh do you really need the check nah <laughs> hey yo Yep, your sister, your oldest sister is your mama. Your older sister is your mother. Y'all ready for this? Y'all. Y'all ready for this? You're not ready. Yeah, you know how many people have their their sister. That's my oldest sister. No, it ain't. That's your mama. Been your mama the whole time. If you don't, if you haven't grown up in the South or the hood, you don't know this is happening. Your mother was 15. She had. She had a little bit of an appendectomy, disappear from school, delivered a baby, and your grandmother took over as your mother. Oh, hell no. You ain't ready. And you were like, I thought you'd been my oldest sister the whole time. Nope. Are y'all ready? Hey. Y'all ready for this? Don't act like this is going to be a clear line right to your slave ancestors. No, it ain't. You're going to take the whole goddamn path. You're going to be like, you're going to be like this. You're going to take a path back to your ancestors. Back to 1860, you got to go through a Native American. You got to go through the Trail of Tears. You're going to be over here with a white overseer or an Irish person. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I, my, my grandparents in Georgia have an Irish last name. My grandparents in Georgia, I'm sorry, my great-grandparents in Georgia 
have an Irish last name. I'm going to say it again. For the people in the back. My great-grandparents in Georgia have an Irish last name. Mm. Now, where you want me to go with this shit? I'm sitting there like, yo, what? <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you the name, but it's kind of like O'Neal. It's like O'Neal. That's their last name. We had a family reunion when I was young, and we had green shirts. In the 1980s, we got green shirts. Why do we why did we get green shirts? Because their name <laughs> was like O'Neal. Ninja, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Yo, man, it's like what in the world? Wait, wait a minute. Whoa, hold up, hold up. Come on, man. He says, I'm not Irish. Who said I was? Man, be y'all, y'all be mad as hell. Okay, y'all be bad as hell. Y'all be bad as hell, bro. You don't want to know. You ninjas don't want, you don't want to know. Y'all just want to be perpetual victims and shit. Okay, when I found out why, I was like, now it makes sense. Mm. Now it makes sense. I'm not saying they were from Ireland, but then when you put two and two together and you find out the story, then you go, it makes sense. But dudes don't want to know, man. You guys don't want to know, and then you guys think you know, and you do no research. And then you do the research, and then now you got to find a reason. Most Jamaicans have Irish backgrounds. I mean, even Kamala Harris. Even Kamala Harris. <laughs> By the way, many of the overseers on plantations, they never owned slaves. But many of the overseers, many of the, of the earliest um, indentured servants, were Irish background. That that's a that's a legacy in our country. They didn't own slaves, but many of them worked plantations as indentured servants and they were overseers. Put the two shit together. Put shit together, guys. <laughs> it's this is important stuff, man. I don't say this to be tap dancing and shuffling and claiming something that I don't, I'm not. But look, man. You got to make the story. You got to make the story make sense. The only you got to you got to put shit together. You can't just act like, you know, and don't do it. They not ready. This is the realest show on YouTube. I got to get out of here because I got a junior college girl who who's late on her rent. But when you start delving and asking questions, you're going to get answers that you didn't anticipate. All of us are. And then you're going to have to make the story make sense and then still play the victim. I guarantee you, you won't. Anyway, our man Joe Jones says, Playboy Sterling said 80% of his clients were married women. He says, so now all of these secrets getting out about women's bad habits. This is another thing you guys got to get over. This idea that women are pristine and clean and immoral and, and whatnot. When you find out, you'll find out through your own family that that's not true. You'll be start looking at your sisters and, and, and your cousins and your aunt and your grandmama and your mama. You'll start looking at them differently if you want to go down this road. All right, shout out to C. Augustus. C3 Augustus is going to refer 
to U.S. Stone Cold Greg Adams from now on. He says the truths that you are spitting today can't be denied. Joining your locals, and I've already picked up both of your books for my son. Later for the haters. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Superman says, I knew a lady where her son is also her brother. She that happens. If you are if your family is from the south, you don't want to know a lot of shit. Just letting you know. Because the south was on some different shit. <laughs> right? The south, they let a whole bunch of stuff go. And a lot of us came from the south, right? A lot of us maybe had descendants from the south. If your family's from the Dallas, like at Arkansas, Alabama. Sweet home, Alabama. If they're from these areas, your cousins had kids <laughs> together mm. when they were 14, 12. When they were 12 and 14. Oh, man, please. You're going to look at the census record and be like, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. Please. They had 12 baby daddies, 14 kids. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Verbal marketing says, see, God, Allah, kicking science today. Thank you. Y'all want a clear and clean path to just get what you want out here. It ain't clear and clean. Y'all going to have to find a whole bunch of dirt and mud, rocks and sticks to get to where you're going. Mississippi, oh, boy. You have to go through Mississippi. If your family's from Mississippi, good luck tracing your lineage. That shit going to look like. That's going to look like the roots under the family tree. That's going to look like the roots under the family tree. You ain't going to be able to put two and two together. <laughs> All right, it's going to be a goddamn mess. All right, look, last two. 100%. All right, uh, shout out to Gabriel, says coach, trying to get them out of the plantation, and people are saying, no, we want to stay 200 years Ago, he says, ninjas are the only people that don't fight for their freedom as of today. He says, it had to be given to them. Come on, guys. I'm trying to free you. I'm the free slave. I'm the one that got on the other side of the plantation. Trust me. And I've learned the secrets. I'm trying to help y'all. I'm not trying to hurt you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm trying to really help you, man. I'm like trying to free you. I'm on the other, other side of the plantation. Like, hey, y'all, wake up. Like, come on, come on. But y'all being hurt now. I'm sorry, man. Anyway. Oh, the brother said it was in Mississippi that the lady says the lady son was her brother. Ah, man. Oh, sad shit. Sad shit, bro. Van says, coach, I found a flaw in the monk mode lifestyle where I think men need to know. I've been on nine months of monk mode. Yesterday, I realized I have a high to mid sex drive. And you're not getting a release occasionally. It makes you susceptible to becoming a starving brother. Yesterday, I saw a lot of white red bones uh, that went to my school. And she's my type. I didn't run game or anything, but she's been living rent-free in my head. Um, if I had the, the leverage and options, I probably wouldn't care that much. All right, shout out to you. Uh, we don't have time to go through it today because I've been doing a lot of truth. <laughs> All right, speaking a lot. But men, gentlemen, this is helpful information. I don't mean to hurt you. I don't mean to hurt you at all. All right. I don't want you to feel bad. If you feel worse after watching my show and I've bursted a lot of bubbles, that's my job. That is my job. My job is to burst your bubbles. Right. And the bubbles mean it's you've been living false, but it is what it is. Look, we out of here. 
Shout out to the coach gang. And I'm going to be late to my appointment, but that's that. And we out of here. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.